When the people go home and you want to smoke weed, but the reefer's all gone. There's no way this is the first time you've done this. Somebody song. had the nerve to snatch the herb about my doobie ashtray. Why they do me that way? Well, well, what you gonna do when your friends go home? No. You want to drink a beer, no, your end's all gone. Somebody had the nerve to take the herb about my doobie ashtray. Why they do me that way? No! You did that before. I know it. I know that's a repeat. Play the fart. Okay, I will, dude. Give a shit. <laughs> We've had speculation I in the past. I am so sick of this bit. I'll recycle again. There's no new songs. You could have done that song with the Tropicella song we like. I look at the top five songs. and Doesn't been matter what the people say. Exactly the same. But I'm going to live my life this way. For five months. <laughs> when did Encanto come out? Uh, about five months ago. I don't know. It's um, crazy. How's everybody doing? Don't matter what the people say. <laughs> Uh, it's the TPS Reports podcast. <laughs> As I slur my way through this intro, what's up, everybody? A little bit of rocking, a little bit of rolling. We are um, in a hotel room in, outside Aurora. Got a show in Davenport tonight. Had uh, two shows the last two nights with Tropidelic. Good times, fun times, great times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Saw Derek's asshole and cock yesterday <laughs> in the flesh, not even photos. Highlight for sure. <laughs> Was, uh, we're in the green room of the Aurora venue, and he goes to, I guess, take a shit, and he leaves the door wide open so that like yeah. we can all witness him shitting. And here, you know, witness with our ears. It's just a bro thing. The crackling of poo <laughs> coming out of a sphincter. Bros being bros. You know, hey, watch me shit. Right. But it was. It was funny. It was like, Jesus Christ, dude. And then he's like, he pulls his balls up, and you can watch the shit plop as he hovers over... I wasn't looking. I wasn't making eye contact. Um, but, and then I started thinking, like, wouldn't it be great if, like, the fucking waitress or somebody has to come back here for some clean plates or something? And then, like, as I'm thinking that, the sound man walks back and walks directly past the open door yes. where Derek's cock balls and ass are hanging out in the open. And I very, like, uh, I imagine, like, a parent, like, trying to run to grab their kid from falling off a cliff or something. I fucking hopped out of my seat. It's very casual. <laughs> I don't think he saw a thing. Really? Like, because he no, saw he me. he was looking straight forward as he walked past. But he saw me flustered get up and slam a door, like, before he passed it. Yeah, like, he thinks we're up to gay shit. It's fine. No, I think, if anything, a sound man sound at a venue thinks. thinks that we're probably doing drugs in there. It's like, no, we're just watching poop. <laughs> we're just watching a guy's that. shit. No, 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 no. We're, uh, we're shooting up in here. Um, but yeah, that was uh, better than both shows was seeing Derek's dick, for sure. So, Absolutely. I don't know what you guys have been up to for a few weeks, but uh, we got some highlights. Um, yeah, did you hear me throwing up at 5 a.m.? It did. It was gross. <laughs> I fucking uh, ate a bunch of junk food last yeah, night. Yeah, I was going to say, I blame <laughs> the, uh, the Doritos chips and, and pretzel-packed Reese's peanut butter cup. You seemed fine. You know? Well, you know, I got a belly of steel. Uh, I think I indulged a little more, too. But I woke up, I'm like, I gotta shit. And then I went and I'm sitting there trying to shit this morning. I'm like, oh, wait, I have to shit out of my shit. mouth. Yeah, I gotta turn around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, 
I discovered when I was in Florida at Sucks. a gas station, this is the new fat thing in America. There'll be a new one next week. But some people like the salty, savory... You, you like combine an M&M with your handful of popcorn. You get the chocolate and you get the salty. It's a delicacy. So Reese's response to this is like, let's just shove potato chips into a Reese's cup. I can't believe it uh, hasn't been on the market earlier. It's like the KFC bowl. The, the gluttonous, like, I'm so fat and gluttonous that I just want all the foods I'm going to eat today mushed into one ball. I hear that as a personal attack. I want a one-stop <laughs> shop for my gluttony. When the KFC bowl came out, I was about it. I was also, like, 16. Yeah, you were the uh, <laughs> But I was like, demo. really? All the foods I like in one thing? Let's go. I definitely have had, like, a dozen of those in we're, my younger we're life. We're going to smoke an Extendo blunt and go get KFC <laughs> bowls? I was going to say, like, I'm happy. high school at high, high school... school. In uh, like lunchtime when you just go get stoned and go to the mall or something, or go to my house and eat all my mom's Tyson buffalo chicken wings. <laughs> yeah, that was in the rotation. Um, That's all I was to you guys. Yeah, dude. What else? So much to talk about. You know, I saw some more of the Oscar movies. You have been reading Can you hit about the fart thing again. Please? <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading about the metaverse. It stinks. The power of the dog. <laughs> Haven't seen it. I just assume. Um, That's like not even uh, the worst of them to me. Now I watched a few of them, but I didn't watch Power of the Dog. I didn't watch King Richard. I didn't watch Hit Belfast. The fart thing again, please. <laughs> I heard good things about Belfast. We saw Dune in theaters. I uh, I, I watched didn't even the, think that it was a Korean movie. I didn't even think that Dune was a. It's just that like it's a decent sci-fi movie. It's. Thanks. Does every movie that you went and saw and thought was decent have to be nominated for fucking Best Picture at the Academy Awards? Uh, I saw. Apparently so. We went and saw Licorice Pizza on literally the last night before it left theaters a couple of weeks ago in Chicago. I liked liked it. it. Didn't even necessarily think that should be like the Best Picture or something. In comparison, one of my favorite movies I did see though. In comparison to PTA's catalog, yeah, it's not his best work. I didn't leave the theater like. Wow, that was brilliant. Like some of his other films. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Thought the direction was great. Thought the acting was great. Oh, the writing was great. I was like... Thought the, the screenplay was fantastic. I really thought that he was going to get... They were going to throw him a bone for screenplay. No, I had no anticipation that he was going to win anything for it. But uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was a funnier movie than I anticipated too. I thought this was going to be some like... Yeah, that... It was like laugh out loud Took me funny. by surprise. Yeah. Um, uh, Haim Chick was, was really good. Uh, Philip... Seymour Hoffman's son was really good. Yeah. But that's the thing, too, is like... Tom Waits was spectacular. But I also like... Sean Penn was great. That none of those people were nominated for any acting or supporting actings, because I didn't think it was... It's not like... Philip Seymour Hoffman's kid doesn't need to get a fucking best actor nod for this I don't movie. Know. I he, thought she he may in the future. He's probably going to be a big actor. I thought he was much better than Jesse Plemons in the fucking Power of the Dog movie. He contributed nothing. Yeah. I can't believe he, he's been Oscar nominated now for that movie. And Kirsten Dunst, too. She stunk. Yeah. Aren't they married? They are. Because I saw that was how they're selling the Oscars. Before the slap, cool. that's how they were that selling the interested. Oscars. They were like, it's the first time two, it's all firsts. It's the first time two couples are nominated in their respective categories. We've got Javier Bardem and what's her face? Selma Hayek. And we got... It's not Selma Hayek. It's Penelope uh, Cruz. It's the other one. Wow, dude. Racist. They're both hot. <laughs> I got them mixed <laughs> hot up. Hot brown sorry. chicks. They're all the same hot brown chick to you. Um, the first deaf man nominated. The first three female hosts. 
The first, what's the West Side Story? The openly queer woman Hosts. of color. It's like, who gives a shit? Uh, you need you need Will Smith to come smack somebody to wake. Oh yeah, the nobody first, cares. T- yeah, the first live big- broadcasted <laughs> assault, which is all anyone gives a shit about. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I was. Um, me and my girlfriend. I were, still think it's fake. We're watching Olympus Has Fallen with Gerard Butler from. Uh, it's like a ten-year-old movie that's on Netflix during the should've Oscars. Should have won an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, it was a big snub that year. But I uh, should have won the Oscar for best movie ever. It's like my phone dings, and then her phone dings, and then I lo- and then you realize everybody's phone is probably dinging right now. My just, phone dinged. It, it was just Will Smith. Do you see Will Smith? Will Smith's a douchebag, dude. Do you see Will Smith? So then I gotta go pull up the clip, and uh, for a, for a brief moment, I like I felt pure bliss. Like I loved it. Like I like any time. So because you you won't believe anything. You, you think it's fake. I don't. I think it was the first real thing in Hollywood I've seen in fucking years. I will believe things. And I I love when like some real shit, some real life shit that you can't really hide in that moment infiltrates the fakest, most Hollywood fucking makeup cover up bullshit industry. That and I. That's why it's hard to believe. It's a whole room full of phonies, and it was a real WWF looking smack. uh, The only thing I didn't believe was the actual. I want to see slow mo HD close up contact of the smack. Everything else was believable. Dude, you Especially, can see, look, mainly, here's, here's a still frame of it right here. You can see the ripples still moving through Chris Rock's cheek. Like, fat. his body language for the whole thing, Chris Rock, to me, was, like, what sold it. Uh, even the Will Smith yelling, keep my wife's name out your mouth, I was like, yeah, he, he's an actor. He just won an Dude, Oscar for doing this, Chris, getting all teary-eyed and yelling things. It's Chris, what Chris he Rock does. is not that good of an actor. He's not Will no, Smith. No, exactly. He's, he's a good comedian. To me, who is like, you know what, I believe it. And when someone Will raised Smith the point. Will Smith could have sold it. Someone raised the point of, like, why would Chris Rock agree to like fake something that makes him look like a bitch? In there front is of the no whole reason world? to be questioning whether like, ah, or not this was a real. All moment. right, that's a good point. That's it's, a good point. It's been a week, dude. It's it, the proof's in the pudding. This he, thing really happened, and it ruled. There's no incentive <laughs> for him to agree to be made to look like a bitch in front of the whole world. And the worst part of it, to me, worst part, is that when he, Will Smith said to keep his wife's name out of his mouth, Chris Rock was like, "I will." Yeah, that was cool. Oh, I hate it. He should have said, I will. He should have said. Right after this. <laughs> Jada, Pinkett's. That's like, that's how I grew up, annoying my older brothers and being told to stop things. If I was told yeah. to keep her name out of my, my, the next words out of my mouth would have been Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. Get sure. the fuck back up here and hit me again. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, but that's the thing. He would have looked worse. If he had done that to a lot of people, no, yeah, I think he held the composure together, and he's probably you could see it. Apparently, going he's the reason that circuitry. Will Smith got to go back to his fucking seat. It's like I didn't know that that was something you get to like decide. What what happens now? Do we let him? It's well, like yeah, if no, somebody hits you, they can't just arrest them and charge them with battery. You have to agree to press charges. Not even necessarily, dude. If somebody goes on a global stage like that and assaults a presenter, yeah, I think the security's well within their rights to grab that motherfucker and say, "Here's the door." Period. You don't have to press a charge to be like, you just attacked a presenter. I don't care if you're Will Smith or the fucking, you know, Usher sweeping up in the back. Like, you don't do that. And the fact that he got to go sit there, then be, you know, rewarded, and then, you know, get a standing ovation, which wasn't for like, they weren't clapping for, yes, he, he smacked Chris Rock, and that's why we're clapping. It was, it was just like, it was a really bad look that I think reinforces a giant problem today, which is that like people think that if you hear some bad words, you can then retaliate physically. That old sticks and stones shit is out the window. And this just kind of, Oh, if Will Smith can go smack a guy for saying a, a shitty joke he didn't like. Yeah. Now it's on site. That's my favorite takeaway of this. Can you hit the fart thing again? Everybody <laughs> I'm seeing talking about this. And it's like, 
It's like white 20 somethings. They're like, yeah, dude, that's what on site means, man. Will Smith is on site. Stop saying on site. No, on Twitter, search it right now. No, I'm Watch, saying like, between everybody's the talking two of them. This. It had nothing to do with it's this interaction. It's embarrassing, dude. It's white moms saying, yeah, well, it's on. if it was my son and someone, it's on site. Stop saying on site unless you're a cool black person or in the rap industry at all, which I am, and I'll never say that. I will never organically say, yeah, dude, it was on site. It depends on what Doesn't it Doesn't sound with. cool. Stop it. <laughs> Stop saying it. Um, yeah, and then the other bothersome thing at this point is as the articles kept going out, they just refer to it as Chris Rock's alopecia joke. Yeah. Alopecia joke. You know, Will Smith didn't like the alopecia. It wasn't an alopecia joke in every headline, no. every news publication that prints that should be fucking ashamed of themselves. That's not what happened. Women with really short Nobody haircuts made fun of alopecia. have been <laughs> called G.I. Jane since that movie came out. Yeah, what an and insult. And G.I. Jane is played by Demi Moore. She was a sexy girl with, with a bald head. And it's not that insulting. Uh, no, it's it's not. And here, here's what an alopecia joke would have sounded like if Chris Rock went up there. Because he just said, Jada, G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. That was a bald-ahead green dress joke. The, probably the tamest joke a comedian like Chris Rock could have thrown out in that moment. Here's what it would have sounded like if he was attacking her condition. We all know Jada Pinkett got alopecia. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. Right. That would have been an alopecia joke. If you walked up and said... You know, he saw a bald guy and said, hey, you goofy-looking, baldy-headed fuck. And then someone says, "You, he has leukemia. He's going through chemo. That's why he... Lo-. It didn't mean I said something about leukemia. It right. means I said, hey, you're bald. <laughs> hey, fat guy, you're fat. Oh, he actually has a thyroid condition. And it's not... I didn't make a thyroid joke. I didn't make a leukemia joke. It's, it's a fucking visual thing. It's like the comedy 101. Hey, you look like this plus that equals that. Oh, this guy looks like... You know, you know what I mean? It's like it's it was all like physical appearance, not medical like, condition based. It's embarrassing. It's not like a life threatening terminal illness. Jada Pinkett looks hot. Her hair falls out. <laughs> it's Buy ridiculous. You She's can like afford it. In her fifties, and she looks incredible. I don't know. It just seemed uh, like in that moment when I saw the clip, I was like, "Yes, fuck Chris Rock, fuck Will Smith, just fuck the Oscars." Good, good. But yeah, as it comes, like I see the justifications. Will Smith goes up there and crybabies through his speech. Doesn't say sorry, Chris, but just says I have so much pressure. Just to the other worst part. The women and like, dude, what? It's never all mind the slab at that point. I just hate calling Hollywood it an alopecia joke is an excuse. Self congratulatory, like weeping with your your Oscar and like, what we do here is so important for the world. Yeah, dude. And now do you see today's headline? protecting families. Will Smith is pretty much taking his ball and going home. He, he, he just pulled the, uh, you can't fire me, I quit. You see that? Did he give them back the Oscar? No. Uh, Will Smith resigns from the Academy. He put his resignation letter in and said, like, I'm, I'm bowing out. He's not going to wait for the retaliation. Well, hey, if I was an Academy member for 20 years and then won an Oscar, yeah. I'd resign, too. I'd that's, be like, that's all right. George Costanza. That's it for me. That's all I was here for. <laughs> Did it. But they, I think they should take that fucking trophy back. Yeah, give it to I, Denzel I Washington. The fact that they give let it to him. Andrew Garfield for that gay-looking musical he did that everybody said was fantastic. You didn't watch that one? <laughs> like, I'm my own I... fart button over here. What's no, the... honestly, like, I've seen clips, and he looks... Andrew Garfield's a great actor. I don't doubt that he does... He gives an amazing performance in that film. But I also, like, have ears, and every clip that I've seen is like, I could never bring myself to watch this. Yeah. Garbage. And I haven't even seen this comparison made on Twitter, but I thought it was interesting that he gets to go up there and win for a movie called King Richard, 
which does translate in my head to like royal dick. Royal yeah. dick. Wordplay. Where's that joke? No, it's all about it's it's on site. Uh-oh. Chris Rock better know now. Ricky Gervais, Richard. watch out because yeah, that was the best part. As he's walking up, Chris Rock goes, "Oh, Richard." <laughs> <laughs> He called him Richard. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it sets a terrible precedent, and that's like what's upsetting about seeing so many people argue the other side. I've seen so much defense of Will Smith. Is that behavior. it sets this precedent now that like any comedian now has to worry about somebody feeling like they have justification to march on stage and hit them for a joke that they didn't like. You want me to read his resignation statement in full? I don't give a shit about his resignation statement. You didn't answer the question. I feel like that was a no. <laughs> Uh, Well, I'm reading it anyways. I have directly responded to the Academy's disciplinary hearing notice, and I will fully accept any and all consequences for my conduct. My actions at the 94th Academy Awards presentation were shocking, painful, and inexcusable. The list of those I have heard is long. Describe your own actions as shocking. Did you shock yourself? I premeditated it. If you're shocked, then don't do it. Yeah, I was the only one not shocked because I planned this, but I imagine you guys were shocked. Um, list of those I've heard is long and includes Chris, his family, many of my dear friends and loved ones, all those in attendance, global audiences at home. I betrayed the trust of the Academy, deprived other nominees and winners of their opportunity to celebrate and be celebrated for right. their extraordinary work, which, which is true. Was I didn't watch this, but I imagine Questlove had to go awkwardly grab his I heard trophy. it was very awkward, and yeah. that was when I was sent, uh, I also, my phone dinged. And I had no idea because I was watching something else. But then when I saw it, my first, my initial reaction is like, wow, that's a real dick move, stealing all the attention from whoever's about to win this their first Academy Richard. Award. Assuming it's their first, yeah. which it was. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about you tonight. This is the Will Smith Awards. Right. I mean, the Oscars is a big me, me, me festival. <laughs> yeah, it was the, the Will Smith night. You got to be the whole, no, I, I didn't even look up. I don't watch the Oscars in the last like couple of years, no, but I, I will look up who won. I'm curious. I look up the nominees. I didn't even do it. I announce like, them, and I go, hmm, interesting. Yeah. Wouldn't have nominated that. Would have nominated this. And then I look at the winners and do the same thing. Hmm, interesting. Wouldn't have awarded that. Would have awarded it's this. It's funny how, like... On with my life. You know how, like, when people say, like, New Year's, I'm going to... Next year's going to be my year. Like, the calendar changing, midnight's going to change anything, you know? However, the Oscars coming and going, like, the week of the Oscars... I was curious to see a couple more, and I watched Licorice Pizza and Coda and Drive My Car. I just like watched a few more. Yeah, I'm just because it was in the film. conversation once, and I was even telling myself, "I'll watch Power of the Dog. I'll watch King Rich. I'll watch these movies. Like they're supposed to be good movies." After the Oscars, the ones I haven't seen, I'm not seeing now. Like that did change. All that needed to happen was that to like be over, and I was like, "Wait, what? What did I get wrapped up in for a week? Like I didn't even look up who won Best Picture. You know, <laughs> it was the Deaf movie, uh, which I did see and I liked." That was uh, I, heard I watched it was that. hokey and corny. I liked it. I like that's the type of movie. I like Licorice Pizza would remake. be more of a personal like favorite or something. Like I like that guy's work. PTA's movies. Yeah. He has a track record that I'm interested in too. Coda, I wa- and I was visiting my mom too. Like I was spending time in the suburbs and she wanted to watch some Oscar shit. And that was the one we picked. And I was like, this was like a good movie to watch with my mom. It's like a family yeah. movie. And then what I said afterwards to her, I was like that's the type of movie that I would expect to win an Oscar. Like, I don't have a problem if this wins an Oscar like I would if, like, Black Panther won Best Picture because it's, you know, that's not the type of movie I would anticipate should be receiving that. Because there's CGI rhinos. Right. But, um, no, I thought it was, like, an Oscar package movie, right? It just had the performances. It was well-written. It had the, like, um, you know, the disability angle of this family of deaf people, and you got to, like sympathize with them oh, and yeah. their struggles. Gotta have a good disability. It had angle. the 
I thought it was weird that it was listed as a, a musical too. Like Tick Tick Boom, I heard is a musical. Right. West Side Story is a musical. Yes. This movie is like has music in it. It's about one, the one member of the family who's not deaf wants to be a singer. Isn't that ironic? You know, <laughs> family sort of has weird resentments. Like if we were blind, people can't sing. They were like, if we were blind, would you want to be a painter? Like they kind of take it personally. Of like, why you got to go show that you know you can talk and people can hear your voice beautifully. There's like a weird, but like. She joins choir, and there's, like, choir rehearsals, and then at the end, she performs, you know, the thing she was working. It's not yeah. a musical. It had some fucking rehearsal scenes, but um, Sounds not a bad flick. to me. Pretty Oscar-y. Sounds musical yeah. enough for me not to watch it. Hey, there was music. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that wasn't a bad movie. Uh, um, oh, he goes on. I'm heartbroken. I want to put the focus back on those who deserve oh. the attention and the achievements to allow the Academy to get back to the incredible work and support creativity and artists. Yeah, that is, it, it's, you get to go up there, get your trophy, avoid an apology, and just cry baby through some shit, and then go dance all night at the after party, you know, and then you're like, now that I've had the time of my life and got the highest achievement in my field, I'm going to acknowledge how many hearts I've broken and how shocking and painful my behavior was, and I'm going to step back. It's like, no, you should have done that immediately. That's what I, I think. He shouldn't have even had a chance to reflect. Two guys should have came up and grabbed him by both arms. You're going, here's the exit sign, dude. Like, you don't get to sit there and make everybody around you uncomfortable. And then uh, he should have gone up and done like the playful, like pantomime choke, you know, with a friend. You're like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, I am resigning from, I'm sorry, I'm resigning my membership from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Uh, and will accept any further consequences the board the board deems appropriate. Change takes time, and I am committed to doing the work to ensure that I never allow violence to overtake reason. Well, I hope the board does deem something even more appropriate. I hope they say, "Oh, that's cool. You're not invited back. You know, you're out now." But we're gonna take that trophy back, and we're still gonna like fine you or so something else. Should happen. Chris Rock's not gonna press charges, but like yeah, the Academy well. should be like, "Yeah, see you later." You know, sucks to see you go, but we're going to need that thing. Back. I don't really care about, uh, like, punishments being doled out from the Academy. If anything, I would like to see come of this is Chris Rock do, like, a half hour on Oh, yeah. There will Will be material out of this. That was what I was interested in. I, like, I debated, do I shut off Olympus Has Fallen right now and turn on the Oscars? Because now... Now I'm it's getting serious. Well, now I'm intrigued <laughs> if they're going to stick to the script or if, like, Amy Schumer's going to go up there and do a couple minutes... Like, that's what I just like about comedy. And when we went to, you know, when we go to Skankfest, when the first year, like, Louie did a set that was unannounced. And then, like, comedians that night and the next day were already doing material on Louie's appearance. Mm -hmm. Same with uh, Skankfest a few months ago. Bloggers were already writing about how dangerous it was yeah. for the staff. Astroworld <laughs> happened. And, and, like, that night, you're watching a comedian do a bit about, like, well, there's a couple of festivals going on in Houston this weekend. It's like, I like to see how quickly a comedic talent like that can pull some material together. Yeah. And Chris Rock isn't going to be, like, going back up there with jokes in 30 minutes later or something. But, no, but you're going to hear a nice chunk. That's another dumb thing on Will Smith's part is reacting the way he did is now... Because you didn't like the joke the guy told, you reacted the way you did, and now a million other people are going to make more jokes. Dude, worst off joke the back ever. of that one. I, I saw. If he would have just sat there and chuckled, and and Chris Rock would have gone on to the next joke, there wouldn't be 
a fucking million people in the world right now trying to come up with even harsher bald-headed Jada Pinkett jokes. And that's kind of what sucks is that that joke sucked. Like that that should have been a harsher joke. It's a throwaway I'm line. Pretty sure the other host like I, Regina Hall, I saw a clip of her pre the Chris Rock thing making a joke <laughs> about like their fidelity, you know, cuz Jada Pinkett had cheated publicly or he's whatever. A, he's a cuck. And yeah, feeling like a cuck for a few years while you're like a meme laughing stock online already for getting punked out by your wife or whatever. It, it all boils up, I think, to where... And then, like, he's not going to go up there and smack the shit out of Regina Hall for making a joke about Will Smith being single That would or be way cooler. And, uh, but I think it's all boiling up for years, and then he hears the tamest, like, can't wait to see it. And he's like, that's it. <laughs> that's the thing. You know, the straw that breaks the camel's back isn't, like, what's putting all the pressure on it. You know, that was, like, this little... He snapped. But, sadly, Chris Rock will have to look back at that and, like... To, to, to earn that slap, he didn't do it. That joke was as tame as it could have possibly been. It was not about a condition. I'm sure he has no fucking idea. She is suffering from alopecia. There's a whole room you're full of bald, people that write You're wearing a green dress. G.I. Jane too. Boom. That was the thought process. Um, anywho, I guess that's the end of his, um, his resignation. Can you read the last line again? Change takes time. And I am committed to doing the work to ensure I never allow violence to overtake reason. That's it. <laughs> Cue the phone. Um, but yeah, just uh, that woke the world up. That was fun. I, I guess. In, for like 10 minutes, I was like, I was happy. And then I kind of got like by the next, by a day later, you know, I was like, all right, enough with everybody's. I saw some pretentious opinions dude i saw some fucking like people that would go on a twitter spree and then screen grab all the tweets and put them on instagram and then the caption was like a series of tweets by me the author it's like dude who the fuck do you think you are like you're a dime a dozen opinions about this slap and who's in the wrong i don't think comedians should be allowed to say whatever they want comedians think they should no matter how disrespectful there's no what disrespect dude you pull up Ricky Gervais's set from two or three years ago, and there's like, yeah, he could have warranted a slap. You know, I was telling you, like, he said, uh, I came here in a limousine. Uh, a Felicity Huffman made the license plate. And then they cut to Tom Hanks. Like, that was personal. That wasn't like, G.I. Jane 2, your head is bald. It's like, that was a personal thing about, like, the, uh, a wife's criminal behavior. Like, she earned a, a joke about that. And then Tom Hanks did have to sit there and roll his eyes. The most privileged community in the fucking world. That's not his wife, On the wife, highest though. stage in there. Or, um, Rita Wilson's Tom Hanks' wife. Who the fuck is Felicity Huffman? Didn't they... Felicity Huffman She went to jail for something. To... I don't know who is dating or married to anyone. Bill Macy. <laughs> it's Bill Macy's right. wife. Um, why'd they cut away to Tom Hanks? What was his problem with that joke? But it was like, that's personal. That was like personal to somebody. They should have cut to Bill Macy. And if William H. Macy would have walked on stage and smacked Ricky Gervais, <coughs> it would have been because he put his wife's name in his mouth, like on a personal thing. Like, not just, hey, green dress, army man. William H. Macy, <laughs> better actor than Will Smith. I got to do some research on who's fucking who in Hollywood. I'm getting, I'm, I'm over two so far. They're all fucking each other, <laughs> dude. It's all incestuous. Um, what else? We have been off for a few weeks, so um, we touched on it here and there, but the Crack Amico rap contest that I was participating in uh, for 
Louis J. Gomez and Zach Amico's real ass podcast. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. Like a month or two ago, I submitted, uh, a, I put it on Patreon, my submission for this rap contest. And I was just kind of like throwing my name in the, hey, let me let me show you how it's done. Let me you show you what I can do. You basically were on the fast track to being Crack Amico. Yes. And then you bowed out. You resigned from the Crack Amico Academy. Pretty much. That was To my give opportunities to the other nominees. Do you want to hear part of my resignation letter? Because I also, we played a clip of that. So it got down to like a final four. It was me. It was uh, actually our homie Cam Groves, and uh, then it was a dude that goes by Real Ass Wigga, and then this guy who was British Crack Amico, and British Crack Amico made a diss track like directly at me yep. before the final four round. And I'm pretty sure that your girl's name was in his mouth. Yeah. And uh, I mean, if he were right in front of me in that moment, I would not have smacked him. I had to retaliate somehow. I wasn't going to do anything, and I, Jarv actually texted me. I remember he's like, dude. He's like, are you going to retort? Are you going to go back at that dude? You got to fucking clap back. And I was like, nah, I'm trying to get out of this contest. I want one of these other guys to win. You know, good for him. It was funny, but I'm probably not even going to. He's like, yeah, dude, you don't need to win, but why don't you just like write a rap and call him a bitch a few times before you bow? And like, right. Charb sent that. And I was like, all right. And then even when I made this video, I, I, I texted him and I was just like, I took your advice. I called this dude a fag a few times before like throwing in the towel. And uh, here's uh, a highlight of that. You said I look like David Blaine and forgot all the others. Took oh, the yeah. slam poetry route. I did not want to waste another beat. Like I'm, I'm using like Drew and Dro beats when I do this shit. It's like, nah, I want to make a real song out of those. Um, but that was part of it too. I wasn't trying to advance. I wanted to just do it like a straight battle type of yeah. verse at him and uh, end it. What about French Montana and the Property Brothers? I'm not impressed. Now let me show you how professionals do. But first... Want to hear my impression of you? <clears throat> oh, bloody piece, bugger and bollocks. You're a bloody wanker when your bird is a trollop. Oh, piece of bollocks and bugger. I'm smoking this fag, <laughs> then I'm shagging his mother. She's a slag and a scrubber. No <laughs> rubber when she's snogging me nobber. That's what you sound like. You make me not want to speak the English language. British cracker Miko, he's a gay bitch. Penis shape fits. In the anus. Ignoramus. How else can I convey this? Um, his nickname is Greg Luganus. The lamest. Not a chance in hell he's getting famous. Frickin' brainless. And if he wins? Well, I'll wish his plane hits the pavement before it gets to Vegas. Quick and painless. Or better yet, really painful. Total agony. I don't care. This dude's a total fag to me. Faggotry. Attracted to masculine anatomy. Can't believe he had the audacity to battle me. Another casualty, yo, I'm making a list. But no hard feelings, bruv, I'm just taking the piece. You took a big swing, well, swing and a miss. Round three strikes, you're out. Now grab a seat on the bench, bitch. So I sent that in so they could just kind of like play that. And I thought they like, the order kind of fucked it up too. There were four, final, four finalists and they were all supposed to make a diss track. Did you cut out the Boris Johnson lines? Oh no, that was in there. I just... That's Something about his mom being a whorish slob. <laughs> Where <laughs> like is it? Wieners in her Your butt. mom is a whorish monster. <laughs> she won the best supporting Oscar for playing a more obnoxious Boris Johnson. Topical. Fat as 40 oxen, 40 cocks in her ass, having a sloppy orgy with the Hornets roster. So yeah, I get those cocks in my mom's ass out your mouth. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I wanted to just write like a diss verse, but I didn't do the task, right? They, for the finals, they were like, 
And they were like, every time they played the, the other shit of the Cracumental diss and the British dude dissing me, Lewis kept saying like, oh shit, is, is Acumental going to respond? Maybe we put British dude against Acumental in the finals. So I was like preparing for that. And then I got the email from the production team and they're like, hey, for the finals, you and Cam Groves are going to make diss tracks against each other. And then I was like, uh, you know, no, we're not. Like, no. I'm going to, I just wrote this thing. I thought this, I'm not going to let him take that shot. And then just be like, all right, now I'm going to diss my homie Cam instead. So um, we, me and Cam both did British disses. And uh, the other dude, his job was actually to diss the British guy. And uh, he did a phenomenal job. This is 1776 by the dude who went on to win the contest. Yeah, stupid ass bitch. This guy rules. This shit too easy, goddamn. Corny ass tea sipping bitch. It's crack. Migo. Hey, 1776, Georgie pulled up with a stick Like, boy, get the fuck on my dick Bodies on bodies, gon' drop when I walk And I'm fucking his wife and I'm beating his kid And I'm killing his mama and fucking his daddy Pull up with the Glock and he going outside Lit up his whole block, got the Red Coast mag You know everybody British, I'm a fucking faggot That's on God, bitch Fuck England And a queen can suck my dick Fuck England crumpets in my penis There's a list of what you eat if you from Let me get the record straight How many times I'ma show I'm the real crack amigo When you won't even show your face This is not a for debate Put me on a Vegas stage Steal the show like I'm a thief You got a mask to conceal everything But them ugly motherfucking teeth On Twitter acting like he me Gee, little buddy The streets ain't safe Come see, little buddy Thought he with a body in Roberto Cavalli I'm popping a shotty at every bit of sea, little buddy Never back down That's a common anomaly Ain't nobody faster, man I'm at the top of velocity Honestly, I'm astonishing And probably promising dominance On Stewie's mommy Till she's hopping them wobbly Georgie pulled up with a stick Like, boy, get the fuck on my dick Bodies on bodies gon' drop when I walk And I'm fucking his wife and I'm beating his kid And I'm killing his mama and fucking his daddy Pull up with the Glock and he going outside Lit up his whole block, got the Red Coast mad You know everybody British, a motherfucking faggot That's on God, bitch Fuck England British office wasn't funny Fuck England I can't tell if you retarded or from England Bitch, motherfucker I've been walking around for a week like British office wasn't funny, fuck England. Uh, But yeah, shout out this guy. He was built for the role of Crack Amico. Um, Very da baby ish. Yeah. I thought the exact same thing. He's just in that. This pocket. guy listens to a lot of the baby, and I think that's what they were looking for. You know what I mean? Like this whole Crack Amico character. They're trying to do like a a white gangster SoundCloud rapper yeah, type. They don't of, want something like us. Yeah. Oh 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 oh. Yeah. So this dude's gonna be rocking with us in Vegas at Skankfest. Oh yeah. And I think Cam is too. I don't want to like because Cam crushed his fucking uh, finals video, and I watched the the end of their crack amico contest on the podcast <clears throat> cam was runner up but they're also inviting him to come out and perform at skank fest because he crushed it so hard hell yeah um both those guys plus us big rap party at skank fest in vegas if you're not there you're missing out fuck you you suck you want to be gay with me you can't you're not going um shout out the real crack amico put some respect on his name um dead people there's a lot of them Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did I ever tell the story on here that um, a dude 
in Florida like killed his girlfriend uh, you, and I yes. inspired him. We talked about uh, he posted one of your lyrics. Why can I never think of the line leading into it? The love that I attained. It was just funny. Somebody else. Uh, I might have mentioned this existence. too, but uh, somebody recently reached out and got banned oh, from Facebook this. for for posting, just typing out your "If I never heard the Beatles, I would murder people too" lyric. Yes, your lyrics are inspiring people in like ways that get them in trouble. <laughs> you know. Hate speech on and Facebook, how murder your girlfriend, stuff the, like that. The line that follows about how everybody's fragile Frankie Merman nowadays. Yeah, everybody's afraid to kill their girlfriend Mark nowadays. Zuckerberg <laughs> dug a hole and sat in it. Oh, yeah, we never talked about the game out of my fucking lyric. Uh, no, but a dude like six months ago posted, the love that I attained became the bane of my existence. It's all from that damned song. <laughs> it's all from, <laughs> from Acknowledge. Acknowledge. And... Um, his girlfriend was missing, and he posted that on Facebook. Then he deleted it, and then they found her body. And then he reposted it. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> so I guess now this was six months ago, and I just got a message that they sent me his mugshot and everything. The perp has been apprehended. Let me the see this guy. The perp has been apprehended. He's goofy looking. So he's guilty. It wasn't just suspicion of the guy who posted that because of his relation to her. He got caught up. Yeah. Was it on site? Look at this weirdo. Looks like Larry Bird. <laughs> Yeah, dude, he does have I'll kill somebody face. He absolutely has I killed my girlfriend. He looks like he could be like a written all over his goofy Larry Bird mustache. Like I can't tell if he looks like the face of like a tough Russian MMA fighter or like the complete opposite, like a Dungeons and Dragons dork incel. A little bit of both. Yeah, he's like a crossover between being a total pussy and like the scariest guy alive. He's in jail, right? He can't hear this and find me. <laughs> Uh, yes, he was apprehended by the U.S. Marshals Fugitive Task Force and was placed under the arrest, under arrest for the murder of this girl's name, who I'll, yeah, I'll just Let's not say. Respect the dead. Oh, we got it. Considering that I kind of got her killed. I didn't even realize what you were doing there. That's setting up the dead people. Yep. Um, I'm not going to take a drink. Oh, I saw you pulled a Heineken out. For her. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is not even noon yet, but I did successfully complete my parched march. I took a month off of drinking entirely, and that all went out the window <laughs> two nights ago. Here, let me grab one of these things. Somebody died, now we're pouring one up in their memory. Yeah. Nameless Floridian woman, we hardly knew you. All right, I'll take a drink to her. Come on. She's more deserving than these other celebrities. Come on. What a pretentious move that is. And it's like, she earned me taking a sip of beer. <laughs> You're welcome, lady. Um, Up first on the list, which is a long one. Coming in we've at been gone 10. for three weeks. Lil Bo Weep. Cannot sleep, cannot think. Demons She looks like uh, she was pretty emotionally damaged. 22. Yikes. Yeah. That yeah, that says everything. So wait a minute. Suicide. Real name was Winona Lisa Green. How died due to quote depression, trauma, PTSD, and drug addiction. That's not a cause of death. No, it isn't. It's so suicide. Yeah. Does it say the word? I mean you listen to this, you see the picture, you hear the age twenty-two. Lil Bo Weep. 
Yeah, this one isn't a, a brain buster. It's it's drug overdose or suicide or one leading to the other. Well, she's dead. She was cute. She's pretty cute. All covered in tattoos and shit. Let's see if she was cute enough for me to take another sip of beer. Have you earned like, it? Alien head. She's got those DSLs. Yep. <laughs> Little Brittany Murphy going on. Uh, I don't know, dude. Let's not insult another hot dead chick. Brittany Murphy Whoa! is way cuter than this chick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lil Bo Weep. This picture is crazy. Yeah, she looked like she was made in a factory. Yep. She looks like a sex doll. Like she's not like not human skin. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, she's dead. That is sad. It's like when you're 22, somehow it took me to getting to like 32 to get really depressed. Because like 22, I don't know. Like you haven't, uh, I'm glad I had those extra 10 years. It actually helps me cope with my depression when I'm like, you know, I've had a, a lot of good times and I'm, and I'm mature enough now to work on, you know, I'm going to meditate when my, my head starts getting all goofy or something. Like yeah. when you're 22, you just don't really, it's just like, fuck, you got making it into your 30s is probably important. People are, bra- <laughs> people don't care, you know, like when I was 22, people were like, you shouldn't smoke cigarettes, dude. He's like, yeah, I don't care if I die tomorrow. I'm going to smoke a whole pack now that you said that, faggot. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my attitude. So if my internal brain, or like, you know, my, my internal monologue were saying things like, you know, you, you should kill yourself. I would have been like, I'll, you double dare me? <laughs> you know, that was <laughs> me at 22. Won't? Now I'm like, shut up, brain. You're wrong. I'm not going to do that. I think that's the maturity I'm talking about. The Australian native fought hard against her demons, as we all did, side by side. Well, she lost the 22-year battle pieces. with demons. I didn't know she was Australian. Maybe she like, lost her boomerang and was mad about it or something. Yeah, dude. Her um, Maybe a dingo ate her. What's that shit they eat over there? Um, I was about to say Nutella, but we eat that everywhere. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> what is the shit I'm thinking of? The Vege... Vegemita Vita... What is it? It's, you know, something like that. We're on the right track. Vitamita Vegemin. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> Australia... Vita. <laughs> I was just saying vitamins. Vitilago, Jada Pinkett. I don't know. Vitamita. What is that thing they eat? Fuck. Vegemite. Vegemite. Is a thick, dark brown Australian food spread made from leftover brewer's yeast extract with various vegetable and spice additives. Uh, I'd have killed myself too if I had a diet of that growing up. Yeah, can you hit the fart? Uh, yeah, we're gay. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I thought it was the fart. She choked on a Vegemite sandwich. Um, All right, well. Okay. Or, sorry. Lil Bo Weep, hardly knew ye. Uh, you should have hung in there because life is. I think she did hang in there. <laughs> uh, next up, Madeline Albright. There we go. The first female United States Secretary of State. What is she hosting the Oscars? The first. Yeah, she started all that shit. Um, don't really know much about Madeleine Albright. I think she was a bit of a war hawk. So fuck her. You know what I do know is that... Um, <laughs> this bit is cruel. <laughs> when she died... Uh, I'm not even kidding. At Guantanamo Bay. You can look this up. They, they flew the flags at half-mast at the McDonald's at Guantanamo Bay. The Navy flag, the American flag... And the McDonald's flag. <laughs> All flew at half mass from Madeline Albright. 
I swear to God, let me get this. <laughs> and here we have the McDonald's flag at Guantanamo Bay flying at half mast. Look at that. Yeah. She had it her way. So, you know. She's loving it. Was that Burger King? God damn it. I got to <laughs> do my research. So that's, that's enough of a tribute. We don't need to drink to her. She already got her McDonald's flag at half mast. Yeah, I don't know any. I don't know anything about her, like, politics or what she offered the world. She could be a hero. She could be a war criminal. So, I don't know. You know what? She did not earn a Heineken sip. Uh, you know who earns a Heineken <laughs> sip? My boy Willie Hurt. Yeah. Yeah, Will Hurt, when I find out Will Hurt died. Yeah, dude, he just took the big chill, which I watched with my mom after Coda last week when we were hanging out. The big chill of all Will Hurt movies? You watched the big chill? I, the song um, that they're rehearsing in Coda, we were talking, my mom was saying, like, oh, like, have you heard this? It's in this movie. And we were talking about William Hurt, and I was like, I've never seen the big chill. And I guess the soundtrack, you know. Is fire and that song was in it too. So my mom was like, "You never seen the Big Chill?" Bam! It was on five seconds later. Is it fire? I thought you would have watched Lost in Space. <laughs> I've probably already seen that. Uh, Honestly, when I hear William Hurt's name, the only movie I know I've seen was Body Heat. Like word, you've seen a history of violence. He was nominated for best supporting actor for a very small role. In I was going to say I don't even remember. I certainly didn't remember he was nominated. He's like for the, that movie. The I did see boss that. of the mob, and he's like in the very end. He's in like ten minutes. But he was good enough to earn a Best yeah. Supporting Actor nomination. Yeah, I, you're jogging my memory, but I would have never remembered States. that. You ever watch Altered States? I think I saw that when I was like in college. Written by Patty Shayefsky under an alias. It was the last film he ever wrote. Okay, I guess I know a few of his movies. But. It's a very weird movie, and it's very dated, but it's pretty cool. It's about a guy, William Hurt, plays a scientist who's like studies in uh, self-deprivation tanks. We talked about Odd Obsession, renting DVDs from there. I think Got Altered. From yep. Odd Obsession, absolutely. Yep. Now you're... Uh, and yeah, he like he starts taking mushrooms and, and locking himself in sensory deprivation tanks and uh, it turns into a monkey or something. It's a really weird movie. I think he like invented AIDS. But for 1980, there's a really cool scene where he's like... He's like looking at his arm, and his arm is like pulsating, and I don't know some goofy practical uh, effects. practical shit going on with his arm. My favorite film with William Hurt would probably be Broadcast News, nineteen eighty-seven. I don't know if I've ever seen James L. Brooks, wonderful screenplay, Holly Hunter, Albert Brooks. It's a good movie. Did I say Albert Brooks? Um, I think Broadcast News might have won an Oscar, like uh, Best Screenplay or something. No. I'm going to tell you right now. It did not. It was nominated for seven of them. He's getting a sip. He might get two. Nominated for Best Film Editing, Cinematography, Screenplay, Supporting Role, Leading Role, Leading Role, Best Pick. Got none of them. (sighs) Yikes. Uh, James L. Brooks has written some really fantastic films, though. Such as? Terms of Endearment, As Good As It Gets. What else? Broadcast News. Keep going. Uh, the Simpsons. Get him. I'm out. I'm out. No cat. Oh, uh. Keep going. Speaking of baby, I like when he does that in his ad libs. There's like, he's two bars from the end of his verse and the ad lib is, keep, keep going. going. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just finish it. Orange juice. <laughs> he says orange juice as an ad lib because the line coming up is about like squeeze, like yeah, the trigger. The first one to try <laughs> me, I'll squeeze. Orange juice. Uh. He did a uh, Spanglish, bro. Your favorite. baby. Yeah. <laughs> really? Are you serious? 
James L. Brooks really like only wrote those three movies that I said, and then Spanglish. Yeah, you really you're like he wrote some great movies. He did though. These Terms three. of Endearment, Broadcast yeah. News, as good as it gets. Those are three phenomenal screenplays. And Jack Nicholson nominated is in all three of those films. Oh, is he? And he won an Oscar for As Good as It Gets, and he won Best Supporting Actor for Terms of Endearment. James L. Brooks got him too. I'd have got him 10. <laughs> We're talking about William Hurt, though, and he's getting Heineken sip. You earned it right. with your career. I have strayed in, from the topic of Hollywood. Willie Hurt, who did win an Academy Award for Kiss of the Spider Woman, which I have never seen. Anyway, he's dead. I already drank a bunch for William Hurt, but let's get it. I took like three to four sips already, so catch up. William Hurt fucking ruled. Um, who else is on your list? Is it Tracy Braxton? Um, I didn't write Tony it down. Braxton's sister? Yeah, I mean, like, what, just because you're a sister? Oh, so you're going to overlook Purvis Span. Yeah, I was. <laughs> what the fuck did Purvis do for me? Uh, I think he was like a Chicago something or other. Purvis. I mean, Stan. with a name like Purvis Span, Stan. are you not sipping? Come on. <laughs> Radio personality. Whoa, my God. Look at this guy. That's my new rap name, by the way, is Purvis Span. Yeah, that looks like a guy who was. That's, that's not, not him. him. That's not him. It's the black <laughs> Why guy. Why is that the first thing? That's that probably comes somebody up. Purvis interviewed. Oh my god! Purvis looked good. It's like a melting hundred-year-old Indian man. Um, oh, so you're just gonna brush right past Hank Williams Jr.'s his wife? She died. Whatever her name is. Yeah, do your research. Where have you been? I don't oh, yeah. know. How the hell do you know that? I was gonna say, uh, how was your trip and to Florida? <laughs> We've been hanging out for days now, and I haven't heard anything. Um, but yes, Hank Williams Jr.'s wife, I did see it, is, has Mary passed. Mary Jane Thomas has passed away. She was, quote, a beautiful soul. Let me guess. You're sipping? I mean, I don't know shit about this lady. But you know shit about who, her husband. I'm not dad. a big fan of <laughs> Hank Williams Jr. His dad. His music's never done anything for me. Uh, is he the one who did the... Um, was he that kid in the Walmart? He's the one who used to do like the Monday Night Football intro with uh, Faith Hill or someone. Faith Evans? One of those is right. Evan Hill. And he got fired. Uh, this was years ago when Obama was president because he likened Obama to Hitler, something that would become very commonplace with the yeah. next guy to take office. Or just anybody that did something you didn't like. What he said was like, uh, he didn't even say Obama is Hitler. If I recall, it was like, Obama met with someone like Benjamin Netanyahu or something, and he was just like, that'd be like Hitler meeting with Winston Churchill or something. Right. It was always said. And they were like, yep. Goodbye. These aren't, these th things are like, when we, like the Chris Rock joke, it reminds me of that. It's like a comparison. It's not saying he's literally Hitler. Right. She has alopecia, and, and the, so fuck People her. very touchy with the whole. It's like, it's a comparison. It was like, it would be like if that person had a baby with that person, that's what you would look like. It would be like if Winston Churchill had a meeting with Hitler or something. It's like you're not. Right. It's Hank a Williams Jr. fired for his insensitive Holocaust joke. Holy shit already. Um, no, we got the, uh, the Foo Fighter guy. Taylor Hawkins. Taylor Hawkins. Um, I think it was pills. Really? I think I was told that he had like 10 controlled substances in his system. Um. Fuck yeah, dude. I didn't know he partied like that. Hell yeah, dude. And you're getting a sip. Could have been hanging out months ago, Taylor. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know much about the, the Foo Fighters. I, I know who he is. 
I couldn't name another band member besides Dave Grohl and him, but I did know his name. When I was in Florida, um, this is always an issue when I'm out there. We want to go see the, movies. Isn't and the there's Nirvana like, guy in Foo Fighters now? Yeah, Dave Grohl. No, the other guy. The, Chris. Uh, uh, Pat Smear. He's in the Foo Fighters now, right? No idea. Uh, Maybe well, he, if he, he is, been, I know his name. <laughs> he could have been the whole time, and I could I wouldn't know. Um, no, when I was in Florida, it's always like hard to find a movie to go see because there's only like AMC and Regals. There's not really, really many art houses yeah. where my girlfriend lives. And one of the options while we were out there was the Foo Fighters just released like a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. And we were like, no way. <laughs> It did for some like I guess if I were a bigger fan of the band, I I'd guess be if there you would have told me that the guy was gonna die, I'm, I might have still. I'm not gonna tell you right it. now, that's the type of movie I will watch in like nine months. Like once it's streaming, I'm gonna check that shit out. If it's a dumb horror movie, I don't care who's in it. Cause of death. Oh, I saw X in theaters. Uh, it's Ty West's new horror movie. It's about like they, it's the '70s. They go to a shack to film a porno, and craziness ensues. Right. I was so much more excited about that than like any of the 10 best we were picture see nominees. That. Yeah. We were going to see that. I saw People were talking to me about the Oscars. Like, do you have any picks? I was like, I'm seeing X next week. We saw I'm stoked for that. Um, a screening <laughs> of the animated short nominees, Yeah, which was awesome. I always love, we microdosed on some shrooms and went and saw the animated shorts. I like mushrooms and animated shorts. <laughs> it's a good combination. I told you Let a year ago about eating mushrooms and watching all the Pixar shorts on Disney+. Plus. It's one of the best days of my life. It was so great. So um, like, what's the other? Ah, there it is. They were all really good, though. I don't agree with the one they chose, but it was still good. I was, I was trying to remember the movies, because Ty West, the director of X, he did some horror movies. Like He had a little, a little wave like 10 years ago. The Cabin 1, Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever 2, Spring Fever. Um, I know he did a cabin one. Because I remember The Innkeepers with Pat Healy, and I remember The Sacrament, which... Oh, yeah, Pat Healy, the fat guy from Heavyweights. <laughs> Is he? oh. I think that's his name in the movie. <laughs> I was like, he's not in that. Um, and then he, the movie called House of the Devil. I was like, what was that? Uh, that? I think that was his big one, or his first... The fat guy from Heavyweights. How non-descriptive. <laughs> Fucking idiot. The fat guy from that movie that's all about fat guys. Um, but yeah, it was He's sweet. the counselor. Um, that better win Best Picture next year because Kid Cudi killed it. There was this great animated short out of Chile, and there was no words, and it was like stop motion, these p- weird-looking porcelain dolls. And there was this, like, I don't know, it was like this Nazi lady who owns a German shepherd who, like, works for the mob. Like, she brings her German shepherd to a hotel, and it tortures people. And then the mob, Mobster like, dog. hands her an envelope full of cash every time. It was very weird, though, and there was no words. And there was this group, it's also kind of strange. We get to the theater and there's no one there but one dude. And when we walk in, he's like, are y'all with the dodgeball group? And me and my girl are like, no. Yes. <laughs> um, not with the dodgeball group. And every person that comes in, he's asking if they're with the dodgeball group. And then this, finally this other dude came in. It was a little swishy. And the guy was like, are you with the dodgeball group? And the guy was like, I am so unhappy. Yes. And then they like sat down together and I was like, is this like a code? For like he's on like a gay blind date, but he's like did he wink in the closet still or something? I don't know. I was like, eventually the rest of the dodgeball group came in. I guess it wasn't code. It might have been code, but there's this whole group of like, like youngsters, and I don't know. I guess when you go see the Oscar-nominated animated shorts, you might be thinking that they're all like 
uh, like fun Pixar-y, like children-y type of things. But there's nothing, there's nothing like to assume that. They're just animated shorts that are nominated for Oscars. They could, there could be a lot of adult subject matter, which there was. The first one is on Netflix. It's called Robin Robin, and it's very like kitty. It was still like very well done. And then the rest of them are all like getting more and more adult subject matters. And in this one, her German shepherd's like eating her pussy out and stuff as she lays on the bed. And then she has dreams where she like chops the dog's head off with a sword. But the whole time, this whole group of kids behind us are like, oh my God, no, no, Stacy, where, Stacy, where are you? I can't, I can't. I'm glad you mentioned that because when I did- I hate it. When I saw X in theaters, the people directly behind me, it was like they'd never been to a movie before. Shut the fuck up, it's a fake dog. You know what bugs me a lot? Especially about a movie like the one I saw. I can't. Not- not a comedy. Yes, people, people start laughing in the... There's nothing funny happening. And then the people behind me are like having a laugh riot. And I'm like, what is it? I think it's just because they saw like Kid Cudi in his like cool Boogie Nights suit. They were cackling. Look. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. There's no comedy <laughs> right. in the movie you right now. You have fun. It's just the people who act like they're in their own living room. They're yeah. like fucking talking out loud to each other in the, in the middle of the goddamn animation. I'm such a nerd, too. There was like a, a twist. Not a twist, but like a thing I knew what they were setting up for later in the movie. I was like, that's going to come back later for sure. I saw it coming a mile away, and then it did. And like the moment it came back, I heard the people behind me going like, no. I was like, you didn't figure it out already, you fucking asshole. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, shut up. You didn't see this coming. <gasps> no, dude. Wah, ah. Keep your mouth shut in the theater. Like it wasn't. It wasn't that bad, but there was. I was like internal dialogue of like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You're not at home. It's it's not a real dog. Relax. Is this, uh-huh. Do you do this to every movie? Speaking of uh, something that was, uh, we discussed that you had seen. I tried to watch the new Candyman. I tried to watch the Candyman remake while dude, you were gone. Hit the fart button now. <laughs> Fucking movie stunk like dang Derek's asshole. Um, I I like I just tuned out halfway and I just you didn't even finish it. I did not pay attention. You didn't even get to the best part. I look. I didn't. When all the mean white cops arrest the girl and they're just like, it's a shame what we had to do to your (laughs) stupid black boyfriend. I'm like, Jesus, (laughs) this is not what it's like. I live in Chicago. Yeah. I didn't like hate the. Be- I just got. I've so never seen a whole pack after. of all white cops in Chicago who are all like meathead, fucking like racist dudes. Um, uh, it was just really retarded, though. And yeah, the whole like theme throughout the film was white person makes racially insensitive remark, gets slaughtered in the next scene. That's the whole film. Yeah. Um. So there is one more death. On white lady list. makes a fucking remark about uh, gentrification. She gets, gets slaughtered in the next scene. Did you see though the the corn cob towers scene that lady where she gets killed, and the, when they kill her they just like zoom out from her window and she's just being like tossed around by nobody. Right. So gay. <laughs> the, the best part of the film, maybe the only good part of the film, was was in that scene though when she's in the bathroom and he's like in the mirror. Yeah. And he's himself, but his reflection is the Candyman guy. I thought that like shot was done cool. Yeah. The whole beginning when they fucking like uh, this creepy Candyman guy crawls out of the wall and offers a little boy a piece of candy and the little that. boy screams and then in two seconds a thousand all, all white, the white cops, cops come in, yep. storm in and shoot the guy and you're supposed to be like, 
Oh, poor creepy man with a hook who crawled out of the wall and offered the kid candy. What is this new thing with horror movies where I'm supposed to feel bad for the killer with a hook hand who gets f- struck down? I remember saying... He's in, the killer. I was watching with my girlfriend, and I was like, I don't remember anything about an, an actual man having candy for kids in Candyman. Yeah. Like, and that was the thing. That was setting up the racial... And it's like, that was how the legend was started or whatever, but it was actually just this innocent old man... Who had well, then maybe he him? should stop being so fucking creepy. Maybe he should get a prosthetic f- hand instead of that hook, because he looks and scary coming out the out wall. Of walls. <laughs> Anyways. You got nothing but yourself to blame, Candyman. What we're saying here is that Razor Ramon died. Oh, yeah. I forgot and about he that. he earns a sip. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's, we got way off topic there, but we're back. I actually was never a Razor Ramon guy. Wasn't he WCW? And it was like... Uh, I think it was yeah, and slightly. I didn't watch slightly out of my era. WCW. I actually did for a little while. Ugh. And ECW. I watched ECW. Holy shit! So all I've seen this past week is people showing, sharing like prime Razor Ramon pictures, and for some reason I got into my head that like this is what he looked like when he died, no. like an Adonis. <laughs> I mean, he looks pretty hot. This is what then. he looked like when he died. I like how they just still show his like some sick abs. Oh my god! Yeah, why? I thought he was gonna look worse, dude. He just looks like an old guy. He looks like John Travolta's stunt double in Gotti. <laughs> look at this fucking taking of Pelham one two three looking ass. <laughs> yeah, uh, WCW sucks. <laughs> it was always the fucking like poor man's wrestling promotion. I never watched that gay shit. What you didn't like Goldberg? Um, Fucking broke ass Stone Cold Steve Austin. Only time I tuned into WCW was there was a short stint where the Misfits had like a WCW career. Yeah. Because in the 90s, the Misfits, the Misfits have always been like jacked, especially like Doyle. Uh, but Jerry at one point, like they were fucking like lifters. They were like ripped yeah. and had pecs and abs. They had wrestling bodies. Making me all hot. Keep going. Keep going. And, and like big <laughs> cock bulges. Let them know. <clears throat> okay. And um yeah, they had, they had like a short stint and because I was such a huge Misfits fan, I did tune into a couple WCW events back in the day just to watch them, but uh yeah, yeah. WCW always sucked. It was always low tier. It stinks. Do you have any more? Yeah, we're not out of the woods yet. That I, Razor Ramon was my ender, so you keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Beansy died from the Sopranos. Also has a short appearance in Beans-y. Goodfellas. Um, Richie April turned him into a, quote, shopping cart in the second season when running him over. I cannot picture over. this guy. Come on, dude. Paul Herman? Listen, I watch other shows besides The Sopranos well, in that's addition where you're to fucking The Sopranos. Up. So, yeah, I, I'm not as well read. You know this guy. I'll probably recognize his face, but I don't, know, I don't recognize the name. And clearly he has no major role in anything. He was in five seconds of The Sopranos, so I'm supposed to... This guy, he owed Richie April money. Oh, yeah. And then Richie April breaks a coffee pot over his face. Yeah, he's always uh, outside the fucking restaurant. And then uh, 
he moves to Florida. He's confined to a wheelchair. There's an episode in the later seasons where Paulie and Tony have to take a ride down to Florida because they're they dig up a body that was Tony's first hit years ago. So they gotta lay low till the smoke clears, and they go down to Florida and hang out with Beansy. Dude, I love. It's how called Remember When is the name of the episode because Paulie is all about Remember When, Remember When, and then he's trying. And then Tony at one point is just like, well, it's because Remember When is the lowest form of conversation. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Beansy, he's also in Goodfellas. He's Henry's uh, Pittsburgh connect. Who at the end he goes to pick up the cocaine and he's like, "You want to see some helicopters?" I just love Karen's how there's like, normally no, I've seen enough helicopters. There's normally for an one order day. of operations to like obituaries, and you know, normally you work up to like Taylor Hawkins and Madeline Albright as the headliners, and we're like, "Hit the get them things. out of the way, <laughs> Beansy." <laughs> Taylor Hawkins, Madeline Albright, ridiculous. I thought that was, that was a fart. <laughs> Um, no dog <laughs> Beansy Beansy yeah, The magical get, fruit The more you eat The more you Yeah let's get these Political leaders And globally famous Rock stars out of the way So we can talk about Lil Bo Weep And Beansy um, That's it though right We're done with Beansy I mean we didn't We didn't clink oh. I don't know if he technically Has earned it in my heart But I have more beer R.I.P. Paul Herman um, we could probably save that. I had some articles up that we didn't even, I have this, um, I drank beer and ate lobster and gold in the metaverse and I never want to go back inside. And I've like, I've been reading about the metaverse for what like weeks gold? now. No, you, I think they ate gold. Ooh. I don't know. But yeah, I, I just sent this article there. Uh, someone was invited to try new beer in the metaverse called Heineken Silver. Hey, drinking Heineken OG Green. right now, Heineken Heavy. Uh, after talking to a Metaverse bouncer, guests were allowed inside the Virtual Reality Brewery. It's complete with horizontal tanks for brewing the virtual beer, and the party upstairs involved dancing, virtual lobster, and edible gold. Are you sold yet? Of course, anyone attending the event would have left both hungry and thirsty, as the Metaverse is still very much like playing The Sims. So let's stop there. In 10 years, can you taste the fake lobster? How? Like, go eat a fucking lobster. You want lobster. What is this shit? Yeah, I just, I, I can't get on board. I, like, <laughs> what is it? If you could taste the lobster, but it's like get the, back to me. Clearly, you'll still leave hungry because the metaverse is still kind of like the same. Oh, I got it. Well, what happens later? You go out. How you, do you eat the lobster? You buy for, lobster, and then you put on your headset... And then you get lobster there and eat the lobster you bought while you eat the fake lobster. I was talking metaverse. to a buddy of ours who experienced the metaverse. He went to a party in the metaverse, put his goggles on and whatever. And he's like, there's people in there. You can socialize. Everybody in there is like another person. Just like if you're playing Call of Duty and there's other players. Yeah, they're really cool there. Guess what? We can leave this hotel right now. Go to like a store. There's people in it who are real people. Well, that's and what we I, could say hello to them. He told me he's like, dude, you could drink Hennessy. You could smoke. I was passing. Could, joints. Go buy Hennessy and we could drink it. And I was like, yeah, but you don't get drunk and you don't get high. And he's like, no, there's you just, weren't drinking Hennessy. It sounds like the opposite of my type of party. Give me the Hennessy and the weed and none of the people. I don't want to talk or socialize with anybody. Like, it's all yeah. You get to. There's just a bunch of voices in this room and you can hear everybody. And then if you go in this other room in the metaverse, only the people in that room you can hear. Oh, so it's kind of like if I talked to 10 actual people versus one, how many voices I would hear? It's bizarre to me that this is something, and they theorize that billions of people, like, 
will we'll, we'll already be spending a lot of time in less than 10 years in the metaverse. This is like a 2030 plan and they, they, to five to ten billion to people will spend their lives in there by then. Sexual gratification, if they can get that down. Well, there's already sexual harassment shit coming out of the metaverse. People are getting sexually harassed somehow in the metaverse, and they're already... Can you imagine, dude? It's like Chris Rock telling the shittiest joke ever to get that slap. You don't even actually rape, and you get a rape charge? Pussy? Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, they like, can't. What, what's sadder than a digital molestation? I will rape everyone <laughs> in, the, in the metaverse, and I will defend myself in court. <laughs> There's no uh, way I'm going to jail. But yeah, my buddy who went to the metaverse party said it was so weird and he never wants to. That's what everyone's saying. Apparently billions of people are going to be there, but everyone who's trying it out is like, this is bizarre. Right. I, I never want to go back in. I don't believe any of the projections of, of the usage, billions of people, right. until they can figure out how, how I can taste that lobster in that or taste like a cock or like, <laughs> like you can feel put a- Lobster butter on the cock. Like I can, I can have sex with a dead body in the metaverse, and I can actually like feel my penis going into it. But then you still get arrested it. for necrophilia because apparently they're gonna. No, that's the gonna, whole point of the metaverse. It's not. Is you gonna, can do illegal things. It is not. Remember in a Minority Report where the guys like, I want to kill my boss, and they're like, All right, step this way. Yeah. There's like a virtual reality it's like place Westworld, yeah. where you can live out your fantasies. Um. You can bang like a, a big fat hooker with eight tits. But yeah, my buddy said he passed the metaverse joint to somebody, and then he realized he passed it to a seven-year-old. That's the coolest thing I've heard so far. Right, and then he's like, "Dude, am I like smoking now I'm in. fake weed with a child?" Like, yeah, who cares? It's fake. Well, like, give the kid a fucking take your goggles of off, man. There's no reason to be fucking dabbling into any of this nonsense. Like for years now, for years, me personally, and I think much of the world, not enough, but like, I've been making efforts to try to be like on my phone less and in the if it means going out to the movies and not watching one at home now that the world is breathing a little bit got some breathing room here it's like i want to go back out i don't want to order shit on amazon if i can go up the street and go to the store and buy it i don't want to like watch everything at home if i can go watch this on the big screen or something like i want to get back to those normal type of real life things and then apparently just like not Facebook wearing my- is just like, no, 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 we're going to keep you in your house and you won't even have to go to the store. You can go shop in the metaverse and pick up fake cans of beans and then real cans of beans will come to your doorstep. It's like, I want to get out of the house. That's, that's oh, what the so metaverse you mean is. Instacart. Yeah. I can pay more Virtual for groceries. Instacart, yes. Take more of my real world money and put it into these fake digital landscapes. But yeah, like there's going to be real gambling and real. Yeah, I don't think it'll real ever money be- into it. Like uh, that movie Ready Player One. Yeah. I don't think it's ever going to be that cool. Um, but they're trying to make it sound like it already is. Um, so, but that now and companies are getting involved. Like Heineken launched a digital beer because it's good. It's marketing. It's all marketing. Cool. Good I for s- them. This is the last Heineken I ever drink. Dolce and Gabbana has like a $300,000 crown or a tiara or something you can yeah. only and wear some, in the metaverse. And some dickhead will buy it. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Um, this is going to be something that comes up more on this podcast for years. More on. They're like, I've seen more articles in the last six weeks about the, me- it's just, this is just the beginning, dude. So strap in for, um, yeah, I really don't like the it. continuation of the downfall of society. <gasps> what, what Until was you that? can actually, <laughs> it was a yawn. Is there a ghost? I was yawning because the metaverse <laughs> bores me so much. All right. Well, then we can move on to Aaron Carter's face tattoo. <laughs> no, but, well, uh-huh. like I was saying, like, uh, until they can figure out sexual gratification, like realistic, like it actually feels like 
um, I had sex with uh, Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc. Okay. I, like, I just want to, <laughs> until they can realistically give you things like that, I'm not interested. John Goodman's voice blowing you? That's the other one. I want Billy Crystal. I'm telling you, I am not. I don't know <laughs> who's who this week. <laughs> I want to hear Billy Crystal's muffled voice with my dick in his mouth. Um, well, yeah, so Aaron Carter got a shitty face tattoo to honor his sister, and he quote, because he, quote, wanted to make her proud, so he did that. She's dead? Yeah. But I don't, I don't well, think she just passed away. I think she's dead. I got news dead. for you, buddy. She's dead. I got news for you, Aaron. She's not proud. Because you. <sighs> yeah, she's not anything. She's dead. Watercolor butterflies all over your forehead. Wow. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to show you that. Look at this asshole. That is the behavior of someone addicted to methamphetamines. Uh, speaking of face tattoos, I saw this. I haven't listened to it, but here's this article. It says, watch, Machine Gun Kelly butchers System of a Down's aerials on the Howard Stern show. Aerialers. I. Can I get hate this dude. really quick um, just a sample of what the actual song Aerials sounds like? Oh, play it off. Uh, yeah, play it from there. Can you cast it? I can't hear it. You have to open. I probably heard it. You know this song. System of Down kind of rules. Never been a fan. Never been a huge fan, but like I, I talked about this recently. I hear stuff, I look back, and I go like that song did. Kick I find them ass. less whack than I did yeah. as a youngster. But I've grown to appreciate. Still, I, I will oh, never like. It's got to be a band you respect. Oh, and it's on the Howard Stern show. That's, that makes it great to me. I didn't even know this type of down. shit happened on the Howard Stern show. In the nineties, when I was a K-Rock. Doesn't he do a show from his house? It's a great band, right? Great band. Yeah, we toured with them for a summer. Doing these festivals in, in Europe, they were just they blew our mind. Yeah, they blew our mind. Yeah. Fucking wearing a fucking mask, <laughs> fucking 50 fucking mask. <laughs> Risky's pieces. <laughs> Dude, my dad grounded me and I was in the basement listening to System of it. Look, he's holding his coffee with he's, he's got a joint in his fingers, between his fingers, while he sips his coffee on the Howard Stern show wearing his Hot Topic buckle pants. He's got buckles on his knees, you know not his waist. Cause God bless Machine Gun Kelly. He gets to be a 14-year-old boy for the rest of his life. <laughs> Look at his shoes, too. You got the creepers. Tune your guitar. Machine Gun Kelly is like a tall dude. You don't need platform lift shoes, dude. You're tall. Ew, you just did the JB exhale. Dude, seriously, it's like me when I'm 14. Ew. Good harmonies. <laughs> you know what? This isn't as bad as I was expecting so far. Me neither, but remember when um, it's early yet. Puddle of Mud covered Nirvana on Sirius XM? Yeah. I was, I was expecting like that bad. Me too. That did set the bar for terrible. <laughs> It's harder to look at than it is to listen to. Look at this asshole, the way he holds the mic with, like, hitting the joint in his fingertips past the mic. 
the drummer, one stick, one hand doing an egg shaker. When you look at it through the lens and context of what 14-year-olds expect, this is really cool. What is love? <laughs> Serious face. I like his cool gold tooth. MGK got a gold tooth cap now. Doodle doodle D, Rudel doodle do, Rudel doodle do. La 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 la. This is a la 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 la. He's really good. He's really great. Yeah, whatever. Ew, dude. I. He's hard to look at. Is this is this tough to watch? How cool. Not only he thinks he is, but. His, his fan base also thinks he is. Dude. Lilbo Weep would be a better name for him. Look at this fucking depressed dork. Ooh. Missed that one. Yeah, really go for it. Yeah. I feel like sometimes when you sing, because I can't sing, but I like... When you're singing bad animals, I'll go like bad animals. Animal. That's the effort he's putting. I, I just try and keep it low to add bad What's animals. the Billie Eilish technique? That's if you sing really quietly, you can hit the notes better. It's that whole projecting thing that makes you like miss the notes and go out of key. <laughs> yeah, anywho. So that happened. Um, By the way, Billie Eilish has an Oscar. Paul Thomas Anderson doesn't. Highly recommended. Wow, have more artist names on this track. It's like six guys. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a sextet. Though the album is credited as the Miles Davis sextet, this is the only song with six guys on it. As John Coltrane bowed out Pussy. to go start his own band. This week's highly recommended album. Machine Gun Kelly live <laughs> from the Howard Stern Show. Dude, he got really good. Miles Davis is Someday My Prince will come I'd call this my favorite Miles Davis album it's my go-to Miles Davis album it's just pretty music it puts me in a good mood following the success of sketches of Spain which was really an artistic album um, he pumped out this, which was much more of a commercial album. 
whenever I'm in Florida, my girlfriend uh, had this uh, 1995 Honda Del Sol red convertible. And it was the type of convertible where you had to like unlatch the roof and then like lift it off, like pick up the roof and then slide it into the trunk. Yeah. It's a great old car. And uh, anytime I got to go out there and ride with the top off, this is my go-to jam. Just riding in the Florida sun and convertible, convertible music. With this song playing, it just makes me feel good. Little little joint in between my fingers like Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, dude. We should make a song called Convertible Music. <laughs> no raps. Learn to play trumpet. So, uh... Yeah, when I was there last week, I got to do that one last time before my girlfriend totaled the car on her way home from <laughs> dropping me off at the airport. <laughs> so I did not know that. In commemoration of my girlfriend's Honda Del Sol. Uh, you know what? Someday my prince will come. That car's you know getting what? a sip. We hardly knew you. <laughs> really good album. Um, I'd say my other favorite song in this album is... Francing, Pafrancing, which is named after Miles Davis's wife at the time this album was made. Francis. Whose name was Francis. She's on the cover. She kind of looks like uh, Young Silky to me, doesn't she? Like Angel Davenport. Hey, yeah, she does. She's a cutie. I do believe, if I'm remembering correctly from his autobiography, that he smacked the shit out of this lady, a la Will Smith and Chris Rock. She was his Chris Rock. Yeah, she had and his Jada Pinkett. Or wait, <laughs> who, who deserved it? <laughs> it does look like she may be wearing a wig. So let's be sensitive. Um, this song named for his wife Francis. The the track four song "Drad Dog." is actually Goddard backwards, which is to honor Goddard Lieberson, the highly regarded and very supportive president of Columbia Records at the time of this recording. My other favorite song, Teo. Hey, that's what my friend called me in high school. It's you're in my phone as... Mateo? Mateo. Well, that's where... That's why. You've also been in there as Tay Diggs before. Nuh-uh. Why didn't you ever say that to my face? I could have swore I had... Well, uh, you haven't, and I like it. <laughs> only Miles Davis album with Hank Mobley on sax, who replaced John Coltrane. Um, and this song, Teo, was in honor of the producer, Teo Macaro. Holy Macaro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good album. <laughs> Fucking listen to it, dude. Not a whole lot to say. Let's read this on the Wikipedia of the critical reception. In a contemporary review for Downbeat, Ira Gittler praised Coltrane's solo on the title track while finding Kelly equally exceptional as both a soloist and comping musician. Quote, His single lines are simultaneously hard and soft. Cobb and Chambers groove perfectly together and with Kelly... Gitler wrote, the rhythm section, individually and as a whole, is very well recorded. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I call you. I second that. As a whole. Gitler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Italian. 
Um, the album is ranked number 994 on Colin Larkin's Encyclopedia of Popular Music's all-time top 1,000 albums. It's pretty really, high up really there. Really narrowed it down to the top <laughs> it's, 1,000. It's, it's pretty high up there. <laughs> Um, and yeah, you got, you got uh, Miles Davis, Hank Mobley, Johnny Coltrane, Wynton Kelly, Paul Chambers, Jimmy Cobb, and Philly Joe Jones. Killer lineup for a killer album. Skip up, skip up, up. I have um, one more article that I, I keep finding these things I sent weeks ago uh, for the podcast, and this one is just because I want to show you that there, there's another. A word that is they're trying to make this a word the article is as a you know from five fewer doritos to shrunken gatorade bottles here are the insidious ways companies are charging the same amount for less stuff basically like less chips in the bag as in you know like the inflation's out of control here's another way where you, you get mean less the biden inflation no <laughs> even better it's called shrinkflation what Everyday products like Doritos and paper towels are experiencing, quote, shrinkflation. The companies that make these products are reducing the amount you get, but not lowering the prices. So it's not inflation. You're getting less for the same price. Shrinkflation. No, it's inflation. No, shrinkflation. Less somebody somebody more. made it up in a fucking ad room. Now it's that's, that's inflation. That's, that's the literal. We're supposed to be less upset because he term? gave it some fucking cutesy name. Shrinkflation is a side effect of inflation. So don't get oh, it twisted. Oh, I'm sorry. Which is being boosted by the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So if you make a shrinkflation joke, I just wanted to say shrinkflation. It's an inflation joke. <laughs> uh, uh, just once again, this week's highly recommended album is Miles Davis's "Someday My Prince Will Come." Check it out. Hell yeah, shrinkflation. Let's go. <laughs> All right, here's uh, here's this. What? I thought you were done, dude. I'm done. Listen to the fucking trumpets. I thought we were it's done with translation. I'm gonna keep playing it louder until we get it's there. It's time for fan question. It's time for fan question. reports. What? All right, we got some fan questions to get to. Thanks again, everybody, all the fans out there in Iowa and Aurora. Um, you know what? Real quick before we jump into these, we have um, our next show is actually a set in Chicago on May 8th, Boom. which is the 10-year anniversary to the day Bang. of Spooky Language. So we're going to be at Reggie's. We're playing a set at 8 p.m. We're going to add the ticket link to our website. And there is like a, it's a, it's part of this uh, punk fest, but it's you can buy just a yeah, Sunday dude. evening pass. We're punk as heck. You can it'll get you like the three headliners of Sunday. You don't have to pay, pay for the whole weekend pass or whatever. But uh, we'll put the Sunday night thing on our uh, palmersquares.com ticket link. And maybe you saw on Instagram already, but at the end of May, something I wanted to announce a couple weeks ago on the podcast. But we're going to Colorado. We teased it. I swear to God, I said we were working on it. We're going to be there for three nights. We're playing uh, May 19th in Colorado Springs, May 20th in Denver, and then May 21st. Uh, it's not a Palmer Square's headliner, but we're doing, uh, I think, a 45-minute support set in Pueblo, Colorado. And we have plans to try to be back in hopefully less than a year 
and do it a couple other different Colorado. Let's just slow down. Let's just slow down and see how these ones go. I don't know. I feel good. And if these ingrates in Denver don't give us what we want, we're never coming back. Um, but yeah, those are the three nights in Colorado. Looking forward to that. We have some other stuff too. I'll, I'll mention it at the end, but we're going to be in Baltimore. We're going to be in Arkansas. We're going to be in Tulsa. We're going to be in Atlanta. Things are happening, you guys. So uh, I'll, I'll get into more of those details, but considering the next shows are still like two months away. Hot Atlanta. Or, you know, in May. Hot um, Tulsa. You got Hot he- Springs, You got to hear about that right now. Um, okay, so let's see. Somebody writes in, and the title of this email says, Mexican Soccer Riot Conspiracy? Question mark. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. Here we go. It says, just wondering if you guys have seen the reports that, no, here, you're going to love this conspiracy. Nobody was actually killed during that riot that you talked about on your last podcast. They originally reported 17 people dead. Can I? But the original reporter recanted his statement after. Do you think they're trying to cover things up? And then he sent a source link. Go on. I was going to say, can I send this guy the videos that I watched of people beating dead bodies? <laughs> I saw the bodies. You saw Will Smith smack Chris Rock, too, and you still don't believe it. That was a WWF smack. <laughs> um, These were not WWE smacks. F- so this e- article talks WCW. about the suspended soccer match after a shocking eruption of fan violence spilled onto the field, leading to a postponement of the Mexican League's matches. They on were Sunday. stripping people naked and beating their unconscious heads. So we're appalled by what happened. It hurts us all. This is Will Smith's apology. I, I saw it. Um, a total of 26 people were admitted to the hospital, 19 of which had already been discharged, according to Curie. Uh, he said that one person's in critical condition, while the others are in, quote, code yellow, meaning that, quote, their lives are not in danger. Um, the update contradicts multiple eyewitness accounts claiming the chaotic scene resulted in multiple casualties, though Mexican officials have yet to confirm any fatalities. In response to the unconfirmed report, because I guess so far it's saying that a lot of people did get hurt and go to the hospital, and most of them got discharged, and the ones that didn't, their lives are not threatened. But, yeah, that article we talked about weeks ago said a bunch of people died. Yeah, I didn't need the article. I'm saying I saw video. Maybe they weren't dead. They were dead. You sure? Yes. Did you feel their pulse? Uh, it says, in response in the to metaverse, the... metaverse, I, I like I how he thought about it. He was like, <laughs> did I? <laughs> in response to the uncovered <laughs> reports. I know the answer is no, but how can I make it yes? Uh, this guy criticized those who believe the government is, quote, hiding anything from its people. Yeah, when, dude. It's corrupt governments. So now you believe it? Of course. So you believe that no one died? Where are you at? No, no, no. <laughs> I believe in corruption and covering up the story. When they say the that we're that not no telling one was the even truth, talking about anyway. that we're hiding the dead, well, how can we do that and what would I gain? On the contrary, this fills me with a lot of indignation, a lot of anger, and what I said is serious. We're going to go after these criminals. Blah, 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 blah. That's basically the end of the article. So, guy who sent this, interesting. However, like, I'm not seeing, I did see the, you know, the photos of the, like, lifeless people in, in the stadium. Maybe that was a doctored image. I don't see anything like proving here. This is just like a speculation because apparently the Mexican uh, officials didn't declare 17 fatalities yeah, in their, in their the, reports. The link that I was sent and maybe it got taken down. They do that a lot. The now. They show you, they show you cover up. look what's happening in Ukraine. And they'll be like, that's not Ukraine. That was... Uh, the Oklahoma City bombing. Like, right. that, that footage is out of context. Look at these Ukrainians defusing a bomb that has a cloth draped. No, no, no. That's that scene from Rush Hour. The, the bomb that has a cloth draped over all its identifying markings. Here's uh, the video that I was sent. 
Let's watch these people die again. Tell me this guy doesn't look like he's dead. I mean, he earned a sip. Okay, so it's not playing. There we go. Oh, this guy right here. He's dead. I saw a dead guy. They're killing him. Naked. Kicking. Kicking. Head. Lifeless. Dead. Doesn't mean he's dead. He could be unconscious. He's still going around. Ew, dude. These people suck. I mean, these guys are real jerks. They're stomping on his head like it's a grape. It's just like a... I don't know. Have you ever wanted to like... I know we're all human. We've all been like mad before. We've all wanted to like take out our anger physically on someone. But did you ever want their like wiener dangling about as you did it? I've never like felt the urge to not only beat this person over the head, but to have their like make sure their dicks out and, and all small and dangling around to add to the humility. Well, that's like if you're really trying to kill them, that's what hurts the most is the shame. Mm -hmm. It's like look at his little peen too. <laughs> um, but not even like until they started stomping like a grape, as you put it, he was. I think that guy was like semi-conscious like he rolled to the side and then he got kicked in his head again so maybe he did go to the hospital and he's still there but his life wasn't threatened i mean those kicks threaten his life but maybe he survived is what i'm saying yeah will smith eat your heart out that's how you whoop someone's ass these guys are mad over soccer it's wild. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, here's a few more. We got some voicemails. This up. lady was trying to save the dude. They were trying to like pull him, and then these other guys just came and like yanked him the other direction. Like, no, you don't. Yeah. We're not done whipping him with our yeah. belts. What's Spanish for yoink? <laughs> we're not done with him. Uh, here is a voicemail. Palmer Squares. Hello, Palmer Squares. Merchandise idea. Please be doper. I think please be doper would be dope. Er, and we have talked about that. I know me and you have talked about a please be doper. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have a graphic for it or something, just, but just the words the line, please be doper. Yep. There's plenty of people just that, sell words. Palmer on Squares. A shirt. That's it. Please be doper, Palmer Squares. That's a shirt. We just need someone to write it out in cool text. Balmore versus Y'all Whores. Sell so, no animation <laughs> on like a beanie. Sure, shirts with just words on them sell really or a well. Sticker. I would love to have a Please Be Doper sticker. That'd be doper. Great minds think alike, sir, and your mind uh, is great. Or if you wanted to put it on a t-shirt or a sweatshirt. Look, we know how this part works. You could do like a long sleeve, a short sleeve, sweatpants, sweatshirt, hat, baseball, beanie. Animation have like uh, acting, cartoon acting term. No. With you guys did the whole stank face thing. Nope. Have like cartoon hacking term with the stank faces. Nope. No. None of that. Nah, bro, you gotta be better than that faces. Wrong. Wrong. I don't know. Wrong. That's my idea. No, can we sample Trump's? Hey, you started wrong? strong. Please no. be doper is a thing we will figure out how to make merch out of one day. Yeah, it just needs the words. Yeah, stank face is a dead thing. It's like that Mexican guy at the soccer. It's dead. And Please I don't be care doper. what the officials say. Is dead. It's the kind of shirt that even people who like don't care for our music would think it's a cool shirt and yeah. and would would wear. 
We can do the make seven you put our, up yours, but you're mediocre. Put our dumbass cartoon faces on it, and that all goes away. We've gotten, like, we have these Ren and Stimpy shirts that are awesome looking, and they sell well. But we've also done animated uses in a couple of forms. And I would like to get, and that's actually, it's almost harder. Sometimes it's like, term can illustrate, and we have people that can do us as cartoon characters. But to just get in, like, some cool new font, some text that just says, Please be doper. The Palmer Squares. Spooky language. Helvetica. Like, yeah, we don't need... Yeah, it's those shirts that say, like, listen to Black Sabbath. Exactly. Just that. <laughs> listen yes. to Palmer Squares. I'm saying. <laughs> Please be doper. Just like that on a shirt. Our logo on the back. I think you can tackle that. Let's, I think let's get this we can made. get this done. Uh, thank you, caller. Let's go to another one. Uh, uh, oh, yo, what's up, guys? Spencer from Santa Cruz. I'm calling for a t-shirt design idea from Lyric. The popping pimples with a polished pistol. Uh, whether it's I'm one sorry, I gotta stop for a second. Term just tried to fart into the mic. I was trying to match his burp with a fart, but I'm gonna pee my pants if I try any harder. <laughs> All right, let's let him finish. Uh, whether it's one or two guns shooting on either side. Hold on, I missed it. I'm calling Pop, for a popping pimples design idea with a polished there. pistol. The popping pimples with a polished pistol. Uh, whether it's just one or two guns <laughs> shooting on either side, like. Your fingers would be pushing on, popping the zit. Maybe zit erupting with some nice uh, visual pus. Uh, visual pus. And, uh, Sounds a little busy. You already know. If it's something you're into, uh, I could have the pops sketch something out and see how it looks. But uh, anyways, smooches, you guys are gay. I'm gay. Is it Spencer? It's a little Wonderful gross. to be gay with you guys every week. It's, it's a, it's Take a, care. I, I just mixed crass and gross, and I'd say it's both. It's mm-hmm. gross. I think that's a cross. Yeah, the uh, that's how I spell it in my head. Yeah, the popping pimples with a polished pistol. It's not as evergreen as Please Be Doper, where like Term was saying, somebody who doesn't like love us or need that deep cut line would still want to give us twenty five bucks for a shirt. But yeah, I could see it if it if it draws a visual mentally. It's like in how about this? I've been smoking with bandits. You, me, Burt Reynolds, passing a J. I guess you, if you want to do some cartoon uses, put little bandanas on our faces like we're robbing a bank and then just say, I've been smoking with bandits, Palmer Squares. Could be cool. Don't have to do the facial details. Just mask it up. When was the last time you watched Smokey and the Bandit? Uh, never. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's so good. Jackie Gleason is awesome in that movie. I've never seen it. And I'm not going to look like a possum's pecker. It's a good movie. Uh, here's another Jerry call. Reed crushing yeah, it. Yeah, this is Shut up. Uh, C-Rack from Canada. And I just want to know some stupid, uh, horrible money spending stories. Like, what's the worst you guys spent your money on? Whether it be horrible food that was overpriced or shitty electronics that you maybe bought or, you know, jewelry you regret. Because, you know, sometimes you just got to... Get gold and ball out like Lance Armstrong. Digital gold. So I just want to know, like, what are your, like, what is the most stupid shit you spent your money on, or the worst shit I should say? All right, take it easy, fags. Later. Mm. It's interesting because most of my larger investments, I don't have a ton of regret over. Like, I had to two years ago, we got a new desktop computer for when we record music. Like, our old setup sucked. It, it, it just caused more. You know, it was it was more of a hindrance than a help when we tried to go record. There were always these outdated hardwares and softwares. So we're like, we need a new, you know, desktop Mac computer. And that is 
a good investment, you know, like when I'm spending a couple thousand dollars on something for our business or whatever, I don't know if I've had like a, it's like, well, that was fucking two grand out the window and it doesn't even work. Yeah. Like I, even when I had I, a year ago, I talked about a headache I had about trying to get a new TV and then I got one and it was a piece of shit and then I tried to exchange it and then the fucking inflation and then like they delivered it and there was a, I was confused about if I had all the parts that they sent, but like in the end. I got that new TV and I watch it and it's fine. You know what I mean? So I don't know. When, I, when I'm when i mad about money, it's usually, I told a story recently to term about I lost my uh, 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 cartridge, like my pen, and I just put this overpriced, bought in Illinois at a dispensary, like almost $100 for one cartridge. I put it on like That's that day. That's fucked up. And then I like, yeah, I put the new cartridge on just in time to go lose that fucking pen. And that's like, the pen plus the cartridge was probably like $120. That was like, could have been money well spent. I could have gotten high off all that. But I was upset because mm. I fucking threw the money away. Yeah, I mean, But that's not being like dissatisfied with my purchase. It's I'm an idiot and I lost the thing I spent the money on. We're broke as fuck, so we don't really yeah. spend a lot of money that often. But right. I've wasted... Well, even when you say broke as I've fuck... I've wasted a whole lot of money in my We're day. living like the first tier of our dream. And maybe this is the last tier too. But the, the goal was always to be able oh, to... there's like, tears. <laughs> pay our rent with with being able to make music and shit. And we reach that level, but it's so fragile. We're, we're, we still like penny pinch a lot of times. We're like, I'm not going to go overpay for some fancy dinner all the time or something. Like that's still a, that's still a like Valentine's day type of investment. I don't know. Yeah. Throwing money around is not something we've, we're not that comfortable financially. So, um, I bought Uncle Cracker's CD when I was a kid. <laughs> what about the Coal Chamber CD? That was, pretty big, that was not a waste of money. Loco. Loco. Um, uh, that, I don't know. That one was great. But, I keep like uh, stalling trying to think of the, the real follow answer. Follow me. Everything is all right. I don't know. Um, I might I have to mull that, that one over. Yeah, sorry. Good question. Terrible answers from us. I don't know. Wasting money. Wasted Bad Man. purchases. It's like when uh, when you, we rent a car and then they go like, "You want the insurance?" and we say, "Yeah." That's wasted money, right? Like this time we said, "No." Yeah, I can't and then do we it. Save the money. I can't Let's spend eighty dollars. Yeah. You know, my car insurance every week or every month to me <laughs> is wasted money. I didn't crash. Yeah, term such a liability. He gets charged weekly. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit. Yeah. Sorry. We didn't give you a good answer this time. He didn't give us the best question. It was a fine question. We've you gotten worse to blame questions. the caller. It's your fault, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Do better. <laughs> um, here's another one. We got time. We'll, we'll think. Maybe. Hey, uh, do you guys do open mics anymore? No. I'm a guitarist. No. I just no. started doing my first open mic. It's been pretty cool, but I just wonder if you guys still do open mics. We it never seems did. like a lot of people network at mics. And, like, that just seems like an interesting situation. I'm just wondering about maybe your history history with open mics. All right. Like Trump said, there isn't much of one. Like, I I feel like... uh, We bypass that shit. I I know I participated in more open mics than Term or the Palmer Squares did. Like, I can think of two or three things that I was at, like, uh, like with Theory Divine back in the day, and Mm -hmm. I went up and did a fucking thing. Right, so... But it was um, a lot of artists go through more of that. And because we had uh, basically started 
if, if we're not still YouTube rappers, we started as YouTube rappers and then we got this like organic s- spread of our, our, uh, our songs and videos online. Right. And then we were able to like set up a show a few years later and people knew our videos. So then we sold a handful of tickets and we kind of like, yeah, we could have had a bigger name in the Chicago scene if we would have taken like the open mic opportunities more seriously. There used to be a, a Tuesday night weekly at Subterranean. I know that because a bunch of our pals would go to it. And we were like, eh, like I'm insecure and I don't want to leave the house tonight. But Just um, going to an open mic is like, it's the epitome of playing for all of the other acts and yeah. their girlfriends. Well, sometimes... That does pay off. Like, you want the other acts to know who you are. And then next thing you know, those other acts do well. Networked with other acts enough? Eh, not enough. We played shows in Chicago for fucking 10 years. We played a lot of shows. We've been through a lot of scenes. But I would say, like, we didn't grind out years and years in the open mic scene. We just started trying to play our shows. We just started trying to get on stage. And it wasn't always like, where's the the mic sign up? Where's the beef? Um, We would just try and book a show. And if... Nine people came. Nine people came. It's about what you're getting at an open mic. <laughs> yes, the other X. I never saw the difference. There's a lot of people who hustled, went to all those open mics, and have nothing to show for it. But still, it's 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 uh whether you get the the something to show for it or not, as far as like exposure or money, you're gonna get practice out of it. That's what you know. Go hit mics, open mics, book your own shows. If your friend has a show, hey, can I rock a song with you? And the like, figure out right. how to get on stage and practice will make you a better. The whole Artist point of later, a, a so. open mic is to get people who can't pull an audience like comfortable with being on stage, and like we're fucking dope and have always We've pulled. We've never been uncomfortable on stage. <laughs> Literally, last night I was uncomfortable on stage. Our first show <laughs> packed the house. Yeah, I'm still not comfortable. Yeah, I still always. It took feel me like five songs to feel comfortable last night. And that was too many songs. Normally, it's one or two. We've been performing. I live did not like the first half of our set last over night. a decade, and I'm still incapable of like last night we're in aurora i can't do the whole like aurora make some noise just out of fear that's never gonna go away that i'm gonna do it and they're not gonna make any noise and then my face is gonna turn really red well that's kind of what we we didn't say <laughs> aurora make some noise but like we do a song and i thought it went well and then that's it the ends great thing about and nobody claps and i go like aurora and then somebody claps it's like well i wanted you to clap for the song not me saying aurora you know what I mean? So yep. I just don't even say it. I'll be like, fuck. Nope. And then I realize they're not given the energy yet that I want. And I'll be like, fuck, maybe that was the wrong song to play. Let's play something with more energy. I don't know. I start like, I was self-conscious about the first half of the set last night. I was just, it's partially also, um, because we don't make a set plan. We're just like, yeah, we'll hit this. We'll hit that. And then sometimes you hit shit and people aren't feeling it yet. A very large venue and it's Tropodelic's show. Yeah. And when we start the show, um, everyone is just like scattered all about this gigantic room and it takes till like the end of our set for everyone to now we've now they've accumulated into a crowd in front of the stage those first few songs it's like a bunch of people sitting at tables 50 feet away yeah it's just a weird vibe you know I got a few more questions pulled up but I think I'm gonna just end it there because we do have to be out of this room in a half an hour I want to read some shitty YouTube comments and plug these shows um, and I'm I want to stop at the Iowa 80 truck stop and buy another one of those honey. I was guessing suckers. you still want to get a shower in before we leave here. I don't care about that. Okay, I don't know why I guessed that. Um, Golden shower. But yeah, I'm going to save these other ones for next week. And um, we're going to wrap this shit the fuck up. Uh, it's good to be back. And we back. If and the we metaverse be- can offer me a golden shower where I feel warm 
pee smelling liquid splashing all over me, I'm in. Well, what Figure about, it out, Zuck. What if I just piss in your face right now? Is that the same? Do you have to wait for this? Can I have some cool like Oculus goggles? You're like I kind of wanted like a picture to. La- I don't want it to get in my piss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh huh. When Where's you're looking the down the barrel of a loaded urethra, <laughs> what's the difference? Let me find. Honestly, though, guy pee, girl pee. If you're into pee, what's the difference? It's all the same now. Um, what is it, gay? Because the pee, the last thing the pee had touched was a guy's dick? Grow up. Sorry, taking me a while trying to find the goddamn YouTube comments. Motherfucker video. Brandon Bolton says, blah, blah. Hell yeah. Skanks fan. Uh, spit take video. Crack Amico brought me here. Thanks for that. Oh, you're welcome, oh, yeah. bitch. Spooky language video. One dude kind of reminds me of early freestyle Eminem. You're, you're one me. dude in yeah. this equation. It's me. If he reminded him of Eminem's new physical appearance, <laughs> that would have been me. We are... Um, yeah, with all the comparisons throughout our career of Eminem that have been thrown at me, I always said the only thing I ever listened to of Eminem was his, like, I had a burnt CD of, like, radio freestyles. But I never listened to the Marshall Mathers LP. You should. We should play it on the way to Davenport. I know Uh, the first one, the Slim Shady LP. Infinite was his first one. Not that, but, like, the first Slim Shady one with brain damage Mm -hmm. and all that shit. Dude, we're going to be listening to early M on the way to Davenport. Executive decision. Uh, Here is your Ramzo Cypher video. It says, real lyrics. Nice message. Keep it up. Hell yeah. It's like, I want to I wanna smother Bill O'Reilly with a pillow tightly till his eyes bleed. And this person's like, nice message. Keep that up. Yeah, dope lines, dude. <laughs> um, this is the Rohypnol video, I think. It says, uh, that TCG shirt is sick. Speaking of, man, I'm missing the Tiny Chain Gang podcast. I know Chad's a dad now and all. Let's go! In parentheses. <laughs> but can you, can uh, you bozos convince Will? Read more. Uh, blah 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 blah. To come back, can you convince Will to come back on TPS reports or something? Uh, we love Will. He had to be kind of chilling though. Probably wouldn't show up anyways. So just go pick his chilling ass up, smooches. All right, I, we'll have Chad and Will on in the future. Uh, I promise. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think that happened before Chad became a daddy. I don't know. The, the, their schedule shifted and they weren't doing the weekly episodes anymore. But, but I'm yeah, sure I think Chad it was him it. moving out. I, I, I think it'll come back, you know, eventually. I think it was him moving right, out they more did, than uh, the baby moving out of the womb. Right. Like uh, Chad and Rizzy were living together too, and Will was in proximity so they could get together a lot more often. But yeah, man, it's like that. Nothing's forever necessarily, and uh, you know the Palmer Squares. We might grow up and like live not twenty minute drive from each other one day. In which case, that may affect the podcast schedule. You know, I think it just used to be convenient, and it currently isn't. And then in the future, right. if they had the opportunity to make it convenient and do more, I know they would. So this um, might be shocking news. I will to pass the listener, your, your feedback this, along. This dumbass show will not exist forever. Yeah, we could have done one last week, but then we decided rehearsing for these shows needed to take priority. Term was back, but I was like, if we're getting together one week, or one day of that week, it can't be to do this, take a shot for Lil Bo weep. You know what I mean? Like, we gotta make sure we know our lyrics. 
Uh, unlistenable. Flex Bosley. Amazing. Flexy! Um, <laughs> so You Think You Can Rap, Volume 2. Both verses are so good. And then... Oh, same video, same guy. It says, 10 years ago. Yeah, long time. Bareback Bathhouse. Chopping booga sugar till the mirror broke. MC Showcase. Still rocking the shit in 2022. Fight me. Uh, meet the Snells. There's something about the live verses that makes the beat come to life. Uh, and meet the Snells. Did term blink? I don't think I did throughout the whole verse. Picturesque. You guys on LOS effort. and Real Ass Podcast. Now I'm a fan for life. That's what's up. All right, let's end with that. We're going to review. We can just do it silently, but we're going to watch. Are we? Uh, apparently not. Apparently I can't play our Meet the Snells video. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. I want to see if term blank. Why? An error occurred. Please try again later. Error. Error. Play the motherfucking video, you piece of shit. All right. We don't need to hear it. I'll We're not listening. We're not family. here to listen to term. We're here to look at his eyeballs. And his verse starts. No blinking yet. No blinking. Digital glitch effect. Who knows if there was a blink in there? Did you say Abe Lincoln? Nope. He's not. Oh, he blinked. That was a blink. That was a blink. I'm I running it back. I didn't catch it. Dude, you blinked. I blinked like Your twice. Your ass blinked. That wasn't a blink. You're telling me that wasn't a blink? That was a blink. To answer your question, sir, yes. Turn blinked. Yeah, I mean... He definitely blinked. Fuck this guy. Pay attention. <laughs> He's blinking. Just another lazy bastard on the internet asking Privileged. something he can answer himself. <laughs> um, It's still going. It's still going. I'm just looking for more blinks because we already solved this. I don't think they were full blinks, though. I don't think both eyelids like touched. Dude, you blinked. That's how you don't blink. You just like squint. That was a blink. I'm sorry, but <laughs> that was a million percent of blink. Look, I have no. I, I'm I, looking the other way. No, I'm not looking the other way on this. You didn't blink. Topic. We're gonna actually listen. What do you think you can hear me blink? No, we're gonna. I'm gonna point out to the fans what line you blink on, so they can all confirm it. I need a. I need a right before I need a place to masturbate. His eyes close and then reopen. That's what a blink is, right? By definition. Pause it on the close, or it didn't happen. You just saw it. You I did. You didn't do it. It's really hard to pause on the exact. Se- you, tw- you blink <laughs> you twice. You can't do it. You blink twice, dude. I right before he says, "I need a place to masturbate." There is a clear as day blink. I need a place to- Terms going. We're not ending until we freeze frame it on yep. the shut up. A- <laughs> going far enough. Come on. Yep. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Get it. Let's They're go. Closing. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> look at my dumb ass face. Come on. Dude. Look. That's <laughs> okay. Dude. How- oh, I did it. 100% closed. Here. We need to. Here. They're really I- not, though. I'm screen grabbing. You can it. still see my pupil a little in this one. Your eyes are shut. They're, no, because like. You got eyes wide shut, That's bro. just how my eyes always look. Look at me right now. I'm, my eyes are open. I could see you. I'm screen grabbing it. Hold up fingers. I'll tell you how many you got. (laughs) Boom. Done. Um, So, yeah. There it is. Uh What about uh now? Do you think my uh eyes are uh open uh or closed? uh 
dude. They're closed. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't care if you can see me. Your eyes are closed. They're open. I can see you. No, you can see me through your closed eyes. Hold up fingers. If I can't see the whites of your eyes, those are closed. Hold up fingers. Here, how many? Tell the audience so they know <laughs> if I get it right. <laughs> I just flipped them off. <laughs> I just watched my cousin Vinny when he's like, uh, <laughs> ask the lady how many fingers he's holding up, and then the judge, who's Herman Munster, yeah. Fred Gwynn, is like, uh, let the record show that he's holding up two fingers. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about getting oh better God. glasses. Thinking about getting thicker glasses. Uh, TBS Reports Podcast at gmail.com, 708-797-3079. Send us a voicemail. Send us an email. Ask a question. Whatever. Patreon.com slash Palmer Squares and uh, palmersquares.com slash shop for some merchandise. Speaking of sending us things, send us things at our P.O. Box. Palmer Squares, P.O. Box 47772. Chicago, Illinois, 60647. Um, and if you're listening to our podcast and you happen to notice there's like a like a five-star option of rating it, go ahead and click those five stars. Oh, yeah, stars. like, subscribe, yeah. all that shit. Um, and don't forget, May Day, May 8th, Moonrunners Festival in Chicago at Reggie's. We're going to be playing a set at 8 p.m. May 8th. And, yeah, I imagine we'll be playing Spooky Language the song, some songs from the album, and uh, maybe we'll warm up some unreleased shit. Maybe I'll do Mayday. Come hear some unreleased stuff. Mayday, Mayday, we need the payday. Something about lays men on their back and kisses them. I am so ungay. Softly on a bed of roses. Uh huh. So yeah, Reggie's May 8th, come on out Chicago. And then uh, Colorado, three night run, May 19, 20, and 21. Colorado Springs at Vultures on the 19th. May 20th, we're at Lost Lake in Denver. And then uh, May 21st, we're opening for Mighty Mystic at Brews Ale House in Pueblo, Colorado. Motherfucker, Mighty Mystic. Uh, <laughs> what is that? What is a guy? I don't know. Oh, I thought you were like quoting something. No. I thought that was one of your deep cuts. Uh, go to palmersquares.com slash tour and get some tickets. Get tickets in advance. We want the pre-sales, at least for Denver. To look good. Run we we want to check in in like a few weeks and we want to hear that they've already sold 100 tickets. That would be sick. And I'm telling you right now, we're not going to hear that. 300. But listeners, you have the power to change that. Come on out. Um, other things that we'll uh, have more info later for, but we're going to be back in Tulsa in June. We're also going to be playing at a Camp Say So Festival in Hartman, Arkansas at the end of June. Baltimore with the uh, Grilled Lincolns and Wax. End of August, we might set up another show or two in that eastern vicinity if we can. And like I said, we're trying to reach Atlanta for something um, this summer as well. But I'll wait until I have a little more info to, to give it all out. Uh, haven't received the offer letter or nothing, but Lewis had no problem mentioning how the winner of the Crackamico contest will be opening for the Palmer Squares he in promised. Vegas. So I we feel pretty good letter. promoting... Uh, you know, if you've heard us talk about Skankfest in the past, if you're into that comedy scene and you haven't gone, you're looking for your trip this year, what to spend your, you know, uh, not a waste of money on, but go to Vegas. We're going to be there. We're going to be hanging out all weekend. If we, if they Camp don't Groves and, and Crack Amico are going to be there. If we don't get an invite, 
we're going. We're staying at the Mandalay Bay and we're picking people <laughs> off from our hotel room. <laughs> they they uh they haven't even released the full lineup yet, but just, you, they don't need to. You know, this is uh April twelfth, I believe, because. I've heard them promoted as such. I think the general sale for tickets. If you want to go, uh, jump on it quick. Get your tickets on April twelfth, right. and then you're gonna. After that, they're gonna be releasing the lineup. You're gonna see. Oh shit! And we Bert are. Kreischer's there. We oh, are shit. the least of it. Yeah. Uh, if you're into comedy, but we will be there. There's nothing like it. And uh, even if they don't invite us, I'm going to Vegas. Uh, we're figuring it out. Um, but yeah, we hope to have more dates in the fall leading up to that uh, mid-October Vegas trip. It's October um, 13th through 16th. I guess that's about it for now. Thank you, everybody. And uh, we shall return next week if all goes well. Looking at my notes, there's nothing left to say. Did I really do Doobie Ashtray before? There's no question in my I was mind. taking a shit and I was like flipping through the options and I was like, these all suck. And I like... Million... And then... Devin the dude popped in my head and I was like Doobie Ashtray and I did a couple lines myself and I was like perfect he'll love that the first (laughs) hated it the first fan to tell me correctly which episode he opened uh, the episode with Doobie Ashtray by Devin the dude it was probably over a year ago but the first first fan to identify the episode and prove me right gets uh, free beanie free beanie you're getting a free beanie. Holler, let us know. We got yellow, pink, or black. Yeah, Which by one the way, palmersquares.com slash shop. <laughs> we just got new beanies in, um, in yellow and pink. Restock the beanie supply. We also got these cool shirts designed by Boyish Mind that we'll throw up on the store probably by next week. Oh, yeah. We should make sure we have more of those for the like later shows. You yeah. Know, we should get more for the fall, too. Those are cool. Um, That's it. But besides that. We'll see everybody uh, in May, in Chicago and Colorado at least. And um, stay tuned for more updates later. Smoochie Gang Playlist on Spotify. Check that shit out. Let's get out of here with something from a band, or a rap group, rather. Um, I know we'd played in the past. These are some fans of ours, I know, but pert good rappers themselves. This is Garrison. I forget what song we played originally, but when I listened to their shit, I noted another song I really liked. And uh, this is that one. It's called Decade by Garrison. And um, we'll see you next week on the TPS Sports Podcast. Smooches. Kill Whitey! Krakatau, Tambora, crew has brought the massacre Motherfucking rappers burn and drop us cigarette ash and urns If you want that April showers, make it rain with tax returns And if you're getting pissed off, tearing out the catheter Arsonist, the catalyst, harbingers, the nasty shit Crown of thorns, the rusty nails, the carpenters of Nazareth Garden full of apples and knowledge is miraculous Still slam one in the chamber, Harry Potter in the basilisk No Flint, Michigan, still need a clean flow Get shit shaking like a 2K free throw And y'all got Ticos, but I Build with 16s, you play the game of rap I got a comp book full of cheat codes Nato's getting stale, profits flat out fail But y'all can learn a lot from us because we're cautionary tales Go at where that wind's taking us, caught up in the gales You mad dog, Pavlov, you can spit after I bail The mission hasn't changed, it's a decade in the making The ignorance and bliss got me mumbling and blanking Some discipline in this, probably something to be thanking The misery of it is we're probably too impatient I'm wide awake cause my brain is pulling bank heist Smiling wave, the day is worse than late nights This shower beer, it's getting kinda warm and I spit louder here than any violent storm can 
towels tossed and I'm breathing in some powder white Vowels bought and I'm thinking about a Vanna type Cop an outfit, probably from my bedroom floors I got a thousand, not up in my empty drawers Heat some agua and pour it over ground beans Drink the java and forward forward drown sheep Check the fridge, bet odds are it's empty Best to quit before Bob Barker gets me The price of food is wrong, the price of beer is fine Rice and noodles gone, so I go steer my ride The drive is nice, gratitude from 6 to 3 I try to hide that my attitude is quit and see The mission hasn't changed, it's a decade in the making The ignorance and bliss got me mumbling and blank And some discipline in this, there's probably something to be thanking The misery of it is we're probably too impatient I regret most my choices on a daily basis I suspect my potential to be greatly wasted I'm a lost cause without a path to follow Criming tough love with some cash to borrow Pockets empty, my bank accounts are stacked though Cautious men be thankful that I'm in rap now Not so collects, yo, not so gets kneecaps Probable debts end and hobble with regret Tizzy the prophet, he's sick and exhausted He's quick with the comments and probably agnostic He's the type of guy to drink when it's offered Swipe your wife and leave when it's awkward No lie in sight, he's a pro and he writes A soldier that dies open the morgue for a blow in the night That type of shit to bring a weak man a night terror That light a cig, cop a cheap whip and wipe triggers Go eat a fucking lobster. You want lobster.